buddy and guy time, the house of MTVG, and do you know what this sound is, buddy? Boo! 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 I mean, that sounds like a laser Boo! blast to me, because, uh... No, that's a warning. Oh, that's a warning? That's, that's, like, that's a, that's a red, red alert from... Red alert. That was like DEFCON, like, whoop, 25 whoop, or something. Whoop. Yeah, uh, if you've been paying any kind of attention at all to social media and the internet this week, you know that the world that we dwell in and live in and love, the world of pop culture, was set ablaze because of the Disney investor meeting. And so we have got an absolute just mountain of conversation to get through, covering every single thing that they talked about. This episode's pretty much going to be nothing but that and Mando. So it it's going to take as long as it's going to take. So buckle in, get a drink, get cozy, and uh, let's get going with... Pew! Uh... Pew! Pew! Okay. Yeah, so... Sorry, I want I I I was just being fucking yeah, annoying. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> that can also be the um, the theme song uh, for a little game that you invented last week, uh, and it and really could. To That's totally true. You might recall I won last week in in two questions. I am beyond ah, impressed, dude. You. Dude, you are fucking. You are. You need, I mean, no. So you stuff. gave me. You gave me a nice, easy pitch, and you requested the same. And I think. I think I am returning that pitch, uh, just as easily as you fed me mine last week. In fact, yours might be even easier. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I'll cross my fingers, and hopefully, I don't completely okay. blow this. So. Uh, the, the person I am quizzing you on is a male actor, okay? Male actor. So, yes, this mm. is who, this is who okay. am I, guys? Male Everybody actor. else, buckle in and play along. Five questions. All right. Here's question one. I was awarded, or this actor was awarded, excuse me, uh, Manliest Movie Moment of All Time by Maxim Magazine. Oh my god. Keanu Reeves. No. No. Okay. Okay. Shit. Okay. 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 Uh Okay. This actor oh, played damn. Sean Thornton in The Quiet Man. Oh. Clue three? I'm taking your silence that you need clue three. Uh, for some odd reason, I'm I, I, I'm blanking on this, but um, do I get it? Here's a question. Do I get to keep taking a guess? Uh, well, I mean, I didn't guess until I, or I didn't say the answer until I knew. So I would okay, so if you don't I, know I, the answer, you don't, if you don't know, no, don't, don't say it. And if we if we get okay, to, the, okay. to the end of all of them, then you can uh, then you can take a guess if you choose. Okay, okay, okay. Let's then the, head to the three. Okay. Head to three, You'll, dude. If you don't get it by by the number one by the last hint, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yeah. With it. Okay. Right. Number three. 
He is the man who shot Liberty Valance. Wow. No? Okay. Uh, Chris Evans. No, I said not to guess. If you don't know, you don't. No, 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 no. I was thinking, sorry. That was, that was sorry. Because that was, I'm, my brain was actually in somewhere. But no, I, that's no, not it. No, it's that's not. not. It's it. not. Okay. I apologize. They spoofed my name. This is hint number two. Or it's second to the last, whatever. They spoofed my name in a Jackie Chan movie. Okay, I'm taking your silence as you don't know. Oh, there John you go. Wayne. You got it, John Wayne. Holy fuck! I was. I'm sorry. I'm so on Disney right well, now. Well, who can blame you? Crazy who can blame on Disney, you? But yeah, sadly. no, you got it. The the the, the oh final hint was going to be True Grit, and like if you didn't get it on that, I oh, might have yeah, kicked you off I, the I podcast. <laughs> Shit, no right. That I was like Liberty. I I am was so on that, and then sadly it was uh, when you said Liberty Valance. I don't know why I was thinking we talked about. Uh, oh, what was the Daniel Craig that movie that just came out? The Who Done Oh, Knives Out. Knives Out, and for some odd reason that was where my brain went for that one, and I don't yeah, know why. Well. But the very, very first one, when you said that, Maxims, uh, I was thinking, I was sad. My my thought, the most manliest m m scene in all cinema, <laughs> my brain went to freaking uh, The Replacements, where he's like, chicks dig scars. <laughs> no, no, The according to Maxim Magazine, and this actually, this was done like 10 or 15 years ago that they did this. But they gave the scene in True Grit where John Wayne playing Rooster Cogburn, you know, is having the conversation, the final showdown with Ned Pepper and his three gang members. So it's four against one and him and Ned are mm -hmm. kind of trading insults. And then Ned tells him, you're you know, you're you have pretty bold talk for a one eyed fat man. And then John Wayne yells, fill your hand, you son of a bitch. And he puts the reins of his horse in his mouth, pulls a pistol in one hand and has his his Winchester in the other, and he charges all four guys and uh, kills two outright, severely wounds another, and another one gets away. But that was given the manliest movie moment of all time by Maxim Magazine. There we go. And, uh, yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. There's a reason for that, obviously. obviously. I mean, and I... True Grit was, like, I, I loved that movie. And I was... Uh, like history time of the guy um so i spent a week in the hospital and and do you remember do. that do you do, do you okay you remember yeah. when i was there perfect um i watched the original true grit like three times that i remember nice. i mean i was really messed up on on painkillers but um yeah like three times it's like and i just remember watching that movie and then when they remade it um i was worried because how do you remake that movie? um you get the coen brothers and then you cast the people that you cast because <laughs> right because they fucking did a badass job yeah. and they 
Well, and they followed, they actually did follow the recipe of the first movie where they basically, mm-hmm. the book was the script. And in fact, they mm-hmm. kept the book intact because there was stuff from the book that they cut out in the John Wayne movie and kept it in the, yeah. uh, but kept it in the Coen Brothers version. I actually, me and my I... dad went and saw the remake in the theater together. That might have actually mm-hmm. been okay. the last movie him and I saw in the theater together before my dad passed away. Uh, um, and we are both good. We good are both massive John Wayne fans. I'm a massive John Wayne fan because my dad was a massive John Wayne fan. Um, mm-hmm. And even my dad, who I think went in being like, "I'm not gonna like this," walked out like that was really freaking good. And I'm like, I know, right? I liked how they there were <laughs> there were scenes that. They they just completely straight up paid homage to the oh yeah 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 it wasn't like word for word shot for shot everything was just was yeah including I think that last scene with the fill your hand you son of a bitch I think that was recreated almost exactly and it was yeah and all you can say is it paid it it just was such a great movie paid so much respect to the original and I mean just brought fans back to the that the book and you now go it can be like well anybody that that can look at the film and can go see the the first with john wayne and and um or even find the book in the in the end but it's like i don't know it's a way to reintroduce a classic to a new audience and they did a good job because <clears throat> there have been fails in the past. Yes, yes, and more often than not, that sort of thing will indeed fail. But they nailed it; they pulled it off. Thank and, God uh, it didn't. Yeah. You know, we're looking looking at that cast. You know, Jeff Bridges took over as Rooster Cogburn, uh, uh, and of course, he also he was has been in a shit ton of movies. Is one of the most loved actors on the planet. Uh, but you know, played oh, oh well, and he here's Obadi- the day. The dude. the dude, yes, the dude played the, the dude, dude. Played you know, the dude. it's yes, it's yes. fitting. But he was, I was, I was <laughs> making a, a Marvel connection for us here. He was, he's oh, okay. Stain in the original Iron Man movie. So the the first yes, villain of yes. an MCU movie is him. So that's pretty cool. And then Matty Ross is played by uh, Haley Stenfield. I think is how you say her last name. Who is going to be our live-action oh. Kate Bishop? Oh wow! And okay. Josh Brolin played the the main mm-hmm. villain in the remake of True Grit, and he's fucking Thanos. <laughs> and right. Matt Damon played oh. and Cable. And Cable. <laughs> Matt Damon played Labeef, Le- and he, of course, was the fake Loki in Thor Ragnarok. The actor playing Loki on stage during the the play scene. Um, you know, lots of, lots of neat, neat little Marvel connections, but, uh, uh, yeah. before, uh, so before we launch into this mountain, cause I have no other word to describe it, this mountain of news. Oh, we're tied one, one, by the way. Well done. It's your turn next week to quiz me. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, so you still i i would give you a higher higher score and higher than than me because oh wait dude, did we do, you, 
Didn't two we guesses. decide, yeah, the number of guesses or the number of questions it took? Yeah, I got it on. So yeah. you got you two got... points. I have four. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. We're never going to actually keep yep, yep. track of this, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> sure, I'm... I, hold on, I'm writing it down right now on my hand. And I won't lose that. You know, no one no At one all. thinks they're going to lose a hand, but I mean, ask Luke how that turned out, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like fuck you, dude. <laughs> okay, so uh real quick into video games. Uh, be just because this game has been a long time coming, much delayed, um, much anticipated, much hyped game, Cyberpunk 2077 finally made its debut into the world this week. Uh, I, of course, picked it up release day uh, on my Xbox Series X, and I'm not incredibly far into it right now. I've gotten... I've gotten far enough to where you are introduced to Johnny Silverhand, the character that Keanu Reeves plays. And I haven't gone much past that other than the first 10 hours or so of the game is prologue, believe it or not. It's the ramp up wow. to the main story. And, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla did that too with the huge. Yes, Valhalla did that. That prologue. actually seems to be becoming a trend in video games is that you, before you ever see the title card of the game, you've got many, many hours of gameplay in before that thing pops up on screen. Avengers and was Avengers that way was with that way the too, story. Yeah. It seems to be a, a trend, and I'm yeah. okay with it. I really am. Uh, so I found out something about this game, and I have a, I have a question that I'm sure all of no one's actually dying to know, and I just got to find out because I got to know if okay. it's true. How big is your genitalia? You can make it pretty good sized. Did you max it well, out? You only have three settings. You have like uh, probably what I would say is a slight a oh slight, lame so you can't go tic-tac no you can go slightly below average um i would say maybe average maybe uh, you can go average you can go slightly or moderately above average and then you can go way above average <laughs> and then and then you can go circumcised or uncircumcised oh my and God. you can put a vagina on a dude if you want there's got to be a reason for this. I know there's a reason for this. I don't know what it's going to be I can't, in the game. I you can't probably even tell do. you because my my character has had relations with a, another character, and you don't see anything. You see nothing. So, I mean, maybe it's just them being like, here's the most, most in-depth character creation of all time. Like, all right. Or maybe you can go get a hooker and destroy I mean, her. You can get hookers, I'm pretty sure. But, I mean, I haven't done that. It's the dialogue that comes back is like, you son of a bitch, you should have warned me. I don't know, dude. There's probably... You gave me the Keanu probably a cybernetic that allows vaginas to expand or contract as needed in order to have an optimum fit. Because there seems to be a cybernetic for everything else. For everything. So, yeah, I will say this game uh. is... <laughs> very 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 adult i cannot stress how adult this game is 
there is mass nudity, mass sex, uh, and just even just walking around town, you know, you'll see the nudie shops and sex toy shops, and there's just penises. It's like Vancouver, yeah, BC. Yeah, there's just dildos everywhere, dude. It's 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 an adult game, um, and <laughs> not so I mean, awesome. yeah, it's. <laughs> Do you remember the old what was it? Was it Duke? Nukem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with the strip yeah, club. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm going to chew some bubble gum. Kick. Or it's time to kick some ass and chew some and bubble I'm gum. Except I'm all out of, out of gum. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, okay, God. That's... Jumping Jack Flash. Um, oh. So. What, right? what day did this occur? Was it Thursday. 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 Huge. And we did it again, dude. We did it. We did it again. I mean, two episodes ago, we were talking about what's what's in store, you know? So you guys should be primed if you've been listening and paying attention because we were asking these questions just not, not but two shows ago. What's going to go on with all these things, all these new shows? We haven't heard anything. I expected we'd ha- have heard more through the year about all of the Disney, uh, the Disney Plus shows that are supposed to be launching here in months. And mum was the word. Nothing except like little biscuits of WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Am I... Holy cow! And then what? How many stories or how many how many articles dropped? Um, I I can't even I can't even I can't even um I I it's a lot it's a lot it's um definitely in, I mean twenties twenties I'm thinking twenties yeah, with all the news that's out there uh, there in, were. The Star Wars, Disney, um, Star Wars, or I'm sorry, Disney, Marvel, just, I mean, everything. 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 How about this? How about this? The Mighty Ducks is getting a TV series. And Emilio! Yes, Emilio Estevez, baby boy of Martin Sheen, is uh, returning to the Mighty Ducks. Surprising his role. Oh, I don't even remember. I, sadly, it's like I don't remember his character's his, name. The yeah, name of. Yeah, I mean, it's it's seriously, it's completely unimportant. It's been what 94, uh, 93, 94 is when Mighty Ducks time. came out. A long, I long think. time. Anyway, so, yeah, yeah so right. I'm sitting here so, on my Facebook, and I'm scrolling down at the number <laughs> of you know tags back and forth to each other, and it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's a whole lot. It's like I mean, where where do we where do we where start? Do, well, that well, I started with Emilio and the Mighty Ducks because that that so you know that gets some stuff out of the way because hey, we're not all about obviously Marvel and Star Wars. 
Um, there, there's also Big Hero Six that's getting a TV show series. Uh, Zootopia is getting a series. Yeah, that that's cool. Um, My kid is going to be super happy. Right, uh, and there, uh, gosh, I, there was a, uh, there was an even, there was even another, and I don't remember. Oh, off the top dude, of my Indiana head Jones five coming straight oh, to Disney. Right, Fox. I that might be appropriate. No, uh, no, I shouldn't say that. Harrison Ford is gonna, uh, he, he'll never fi- hear our it. Fifth and um, final Indiana Jones movie. It's his yes. last one. Um, confirmed. De- confirmed. Uh, Willow, dude, Willow getting a live action series. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that you know I. Freaking uh, Mad Mardigan, Val Kilmer. You think Val's dude. coming back? Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I hope so. I know he had the whole, um, throat cancer stuff, and that played into the whole filming, or uh, his stuff for what was it, uh, Top Gun? Uh, well. I don't know that he's actually in Top Gun. I think he wanted to be. I don't think, I think he, he is. He wanted to be, but I think the cancer was going on right then, and he could. There wasn't yeah. a way. Yeah. So to we work got. Um, he wasn't. You know, we got. Uh, he showed up in uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot playing um, playing Blunt Man, uh, opposite of Melissa mm-hmm. Benoit playing um, or Benoist, I guess actually is how it's pronounced, playing Chronic. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't believe he. Uh, I don't believe he is is in Top Gun two, which I mean. No, no, he's I, he's not. But I think the reason for it was the cancer, the throat cancer. He was having uh, surgery or something done, and so he there there was no way to work it out with scheduling to that he would be ready for a movie or something like that. Um, but I. I mean, I hope everything. I, I I thought I heard everything has is doing really well for him. He's got some, re, you know, he got reconstruction surgery done, some stuff like that or something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think he's on the mend. I think he's on the mend. He's on the mend, which was would be absolutely amazing. I I that would be okay. Yeah. Well, so let's well let's start off light. We don't really need to spend a whole lot of time discussing this stuff. Uh, we'll get to the heavy duty discussion soon. But um, Disney Animation and Pixar, uh, Raya and the mm-hmm. Last Dragon premieres on March 5th of next year on Disney Plus and in theaters. Baymax, that's the Big Hero 6 movie, is coming in 2022. Zootopia Plus uh, coming in 2022. Tiana, based on The Princess and the Frog, is coming in 2023. A long-form musical comedy series for Moana is hitting Disney Plus in 2023. Uh, Encanto, a new movie set in Colombia with music written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, the guy who did Hamilton, is in development. And I'm going to butcher this, but uh, Iwaju, an original long-form series made in partnership with Kugali Media, uh, coming in 2022. So some of those projects are still a ways out, but that's uh, that's that. Um Pixar Disney Plus series, uh, the newest Spark Shorts episode, Burrow, arrives on Christmas Day. Mm. 
Uh, Pixar Popcorn shorts featuring iconic Pixar characters starts streaming in January. Uh, Doug Days, a new series featuring the beloved dog Doug from Up in fall of 2021. A, a Cars series following Lightning McQueen and Mater coming to Disney Plus in 2022. And Winner Lose. Pixar's first original long-form animated series about a middle school softball team coming in 2023. Uh, now Pixar movies. Luca, a movie set in Italy about a boy named Luca, will hit theaters in June of next year. Lightyear, an origin story for Buzz Lightyear. Apparently it's based on the guy, or it's the guy that the toy is based on. So like a real astronaut or whatever in the Toy Story universe is who they based Buzz Lightyear off of. And that's coming to theaters in 2022. And Chris Evans is going to be voicing the main character, Lightyear. And then uh, Turning Red is about a 13-year-old girl going through puberty that transforms into a giant red panda when she gets excited. That's huh. that one seems a little out there for me, but you know, I mean, well, a dinosaur girl is out there, so yeah. I mean, it's a dinosaur girl, and so anyway, and a lot of people really like that, so hey, you know, we'll see, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> you know, so we we huh. got from the Marvel side of the house a slew oh. of not only Disney Plus announcements, Jeez. but movie news so um wandavision got a firm release date and a new and another new trailer um which i actually didn't watch i just found out in this article that i'm referencing about the new trailer but it's it's firm release date is january 15th so we are like one month out from wandavision Mm -hmm. exactly uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier got a trailer and a firm release date. The release date is in March. I did watch that trailer, and holy Oh, my fuck. God. It's oh good, dude. Oh, my God. I'm not sure if good covers the goosebumps I was getting. Because you can see the respect they're paying Captain America, the Captain America character, in almost everything. But then you see that they're, like... Bucky, you can see Bucky is kind of pushing Sam to kind of, hey, you were chosen by Cap. You need to become this. And then you kind of see him making it his own. I'm pumped, dude. I am pumped. Right. I, I, got, I really got this feeling because I got a, a really, it was kind of a, a Bucky's more of a mentor right now to Falcon and, and, Maybe it's not that way. We'll see how the show goes. But also, I like what they show of him in the flight scenes. Yeah, dude. And utilizing his wings. quality. And how he's grown as... From where Sam Wilson was, obviously, um, all the way back. When we first saw him, what was it? In the the Winter was it Soldier, Winter Soldier? Yeah. right? And to how he's grown and what he is now, 
you see that you can he is so beyond just the confidence the i mean uh i i like the interaction between um the two uh, the the actors they they both just i don't know it was it just was so solid that i i i felt so much better about the characters and them taking on lead roles rather than kind of um, secondary Avenger roles. Yeah, you know well, I mean? and I mean, as you and I are familiar with the comics, other people might not be, but Bucky became Captain America for a time um, after the presumed death of Steve Rogers at the end of the Civil War, the original Civil War comic. Um, Crossbones mm-hmm. took him out. And then... Shoots him on the steps. Courthouse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then then, uh, Bucky took up the mantle for a time until, you know, of course, they figured out how to bring him back. Because no one one but Uncle Ben stays dead in comic books, folks. Um, Just Uncle Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that guy. Uh, But, yeah. So, and then in a a more recent (coughs) comics line... um, Sam Wilson Falcon took over his cap. Uh, I'm excited, dude. I think out of everything coming in the near future, that is the one I'm the most excited for. Um, I can't wait till we start seeing trailers for the Obi Wan show. Is it still getting a 2021 uh, release? Well, let's let's get through March? Marvel, and then we'll and then and yeah, then we'll, sorry, we'll get sorry. to that. I um yeah, sorry, I apologize. Yes, because there's a lot, dude. Of shit to I get mean, through. we're um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is literally wow. number two on the list of Marvel, and you know that there's a bunch coming behind it because this is just this right. is just the stuff relating to Disney Plus. Wow! Exactly. So we exactly. got our first look <laughs> at the Loki series, which included a trailer um, and a May 2021 release date. So we're six months out from Loki at this point. And did you watch mm-hmm. the trailer? No, I did okay, not get a chance so to watch that he, one. Loki, you know, we the, the trailer starts with the scene from Endgame where he gets the space stone and teleports away. And then he gets captured by an agency that's kind of like, seems to be resembling the Time Lords from DC, if you're familiar with them at all. Um. And Luke Wilson, we knew he was cast in the show, but he seems to be playing one of the main agents of this time management agency. And they're basically, it's going to seem like a Loki quantum leap show where he's being sent out to fix the shit that he broke. Um, But there are references to Thor and Heimdall in the trailer and a lot of really cool looking shit. Um did you did you not know huh. that there was a trailer? Is that why you didn't do your homework? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look. I'm. That was one that I will honestly say that I. There was so many that I was looking at. That was one that I just. I read the article, but I did not. I did not look. I mean, I looked at the the top picture, and then I started scrolling. And well, that was, and I mean, then, let's just keep it one hundred. Let's just be honest. There was so much shit. It, it's not hard to imagine something being missed in that massive pile of announcements. Holy how cow. How, yeah, dude. Something's going to slip under your radar. The only reason I'm able to keep track of it is I found an article 
that uh, has it all nicely compiled. <laughs> so, but right. Loki, six months away, that should be outstanding. And of course, Tom Hiddleston is reprising Loki. So, you know, mm-hmm. the, the glimpse of him, you know, him dying in, um, in Infinity War and then him teleporting away in Endgame is not the last we get to see of him. Thank God, because he has been consistently one of the better things in the MCU whenever he's on screen. So, uh, Absolutely. Hawkeye, uh, starring Jer- Jeremy Renner and Haley Stenfield, will premiere uh, late in the fall of 2021 on Disney+. Plus. So, uh, we know Kate Bishop just made her debut in the Marvel Avengers game. And now she's also getting the live action treatment. Uh, you know, we talked about Haley being in the remake of True Grit. You know, she's also um, the main human protagonist in the Bumblebee movie that came out a couple years ago. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. She's a great actress. And, uh, you know, Jeremy Renner is Jeremy Renner. He's he's a bit of a legend. Um, should be a good show. I'm excited to see it. No, I mean, we've gotten a production still of them in costume, and that's about it. So there's not much to talk about other than, you know, we have firm confirmation about Haley, which was always kind of assumed to be true, but not confirmed. And now it's solidly confirmed, as is Renner, because there was even some questions about him because he had some... Whether he Well, he had some domestic messiness, maybe. And so, you know, with cancel culture, people are like, is he even going to be allowed to do anything anymore? Yeah, yeah. I I will admit I hadn't followed that. We've been following other things so much that I don't, I, dude. I don't believe not... in cancel culture at all. I I think you have to separate the art from the artist. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to enjoy. Oh, I don't know, Michael Michael I Jackson stuff. You know, the motherfucking mm-hmm. king of pop has had a lot of accusations leveled at him. Nothing was mm-hmm. ever proven in court. Um, you know, he, it's not like he got taken down, like Bill Cosby got taken down. So yeah, I, you know, here's the thing, Bill Cosby, if you go back and watch his shit, it's funny, right? Michael Jackson, if you go back Mm -hmm. and listen to his music, it's great. Are you, you know, if Thriller comes on, are you going to turn it off? I don't, I turn it up. You got to separate artists from from the art. I mean that's just my opinion. I, you know, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree be, because there's a lot of stuff that it's like I really enjoyed watching. I really enjoyed watching The Usual Suspects and Kevin and, and Kevin, I mean, Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I mean, are you never are you never Kevin gonna watch Kaiser Sose ever again? No, I mean, he, you know he. It's unfortunate. It is. It is. But, but you know, I mean, this is not, by the way, excusing anybody's actions. This is just saying, you know, for me, I just I'm not going to flush all of that down the toilet. Um, The movies are made. And and you've already seen them. They've already gotten your money off of whatever you've chosen to give money to prior to any of this bad stuff happening and they're a character in the film it's like and you it's like so it's not like you have to say i'm supporting them because i've seen their work um there's a lot of people we've seen that you can say i've seen their work and i don't support it i mean i've seen hitler's work and i don't there hey perfect there you go there you go 
I mean, seriously, it's like, and that's, it's like, we got history books and everything like that, really clearly describing it, and I really don't support that shit, but I will tell you what, I've seen a lot of World War II movies that I've actually really enjoyed, and he's the bad, you know, the principal Saving Private Ryan in Glorious Bastards, I mean. Right? It's like, yeah, so... There you go. Um, unfortunately, it is it is what it is. Anyways, yeah. So it is. But anyway, Hawkeye coming fall twenty twenty one. We're leaving Dude, the po- leaving the political cool. correctness shit out of this. Like, there's this. Right. There's an. If you want that, go to go to Facebook or Twitter. There's plenty of it out there. This isn't. This is a place yep. where we enjoy and celebrate the creations that we enjoy. So, you know, if that's not your thing, then I guess this podcast isn't your thing. So. Yeah, and there, I'm, there will be some out there for you, but yes, wouldn't be here. This isn't the, this um, isn't this is the house of MTVG. Not and it's not that we don't want to have you. We would love to have you, but if you don't want to have us, hey. that's fine. That's okay. You said it perfectly, my brother. Um, so where was I? Oh yes. Um, so let's see. What if? Oh, where were? What we? Yeah, if? where were we? So well, what? Obviously, if? that is taken from the famous "What If" comics that Marvel did with an. Alternate universe mm-hmm. stories. What if this situation happened? What if this Agent Carter is it? Agent Carter becomes uh, becomes Cap. Uh, There's Captain the America. what if Jane Foster yeah. picked up Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. I think it was there was one where it was what if what if Wolverine killed Hulk. Um, but it's basically like an alternate. Like hey, what if what if the story turned out different? Um, how would how would things be yeah. different? So there's an animated series. Um, based on that and did you notice that they're actually tying it back to kind of uh the the some kind of main i don't know exactly which universe they're tying it back to um but because i doubt it's the 616 obviously but even if it is um it they're using the multiverse to kind of explain these the what ifs and so it's actually kind of seems to be some kind of show kind of like what loki does with time it's doing gonna do with the multiverse yeah and i mean i think the part that should be the most exciting is it's going to feature the much of the voice cast from the movies so we should hear chris evans we should hear you know whoever whatever character is on screen we should get their voice in these characters so that that's cool um looking forward to that may even then be some kind of canon could be could be some ways so we also got announcements for three new series Mm -hmm. uh coming to disney plus we are getting an iron heart series starring dominique Mm -hmm. thorne as engineering protege Riri Williams, she basically becomes the new Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, she she had a comic series. I mean, the comic series might still be ongoing. I don't know anything about this character. Um, um I know a little bit about about it about her because just from watching like the the animated version of it but it's it's basically next generation for whatever reason after uh i don't remember exactly 
obviously the comics will see what they say tony retired or whatever um, in the comics i basically think, yeah. retiring yeah and she just is the young inventor that create makes her own iron man suit basically and then from there she gets i think tony stark becomes her mentor or something and they that they form a crime sure cool team. I mean, po- positive female um, role model there. Nothing to, uh, <laughs> nothing to be negative right. about. I just I'm unfamiliar with the character, and I you know I apologize yeah, for that. It, but it, I now have a chance to become familiar with the character, so that's exciting. I think that's what ultimately a lot of these are is a chance for anybody for anybody who's not super, uh, you know that I mean, there's a lot of characters under the Marvel stable, obviously, and. This is a chance for a lot of those, I think, second generation characters to start becoming more mainstream. Um, I, I, I'm positive. I know comic in the comics they've been working uh, for a huge amount of time on equality and diversity and things like that. Rewriting characters, Miles Morales, uh, Riri Williams, a lot of a lot of these next generation characters that. Aren't specifically just yeah. Right now. Amadeus Cho um, became the Hulk. Um, Falcon became mm-hmm, Cap. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of stuff that they've been doing. Um, I'm all for it. I just want to make sure. I mean, my thing is make them as make them. It's like Miles Morales. They made Miles Morales Spider Man. Brought him into the six one six. Peter Parker isn't dead. He's still alive. Uh, and he operates at, on a larger scale than the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man that My- Miles Morales is. He, he's kind of grown into a more a world Avenger-based Spider-Man. Um, and at least that was that was what I have understood. I can't say for sure. I know there's been other stuff going on, obviously, in the comics. but I And it's been a while since I checked, I've checked in, but... Um, that was what I remember hearing and reading last time. Um, and I think that's, that's so key is don't, don't completely do what Star Wars did with Luke and just desert the character. Just let him go off until, you know, a long-term retirement so you can pull him out and dust to dust off the freaking cowl or whatever. Um, when you need him, if you need him. Yeah, there you go. You know. There you go. It, oh, and uh, you know, on a little. So I like what I like. A little side doing. note. Um, we'll hop to DC real quick. But did you see that they announced that um, Lucius Fox's son, I think his name is Thomas Tim or Thomas Fox, is going to be the new Batman in DC Comics. No. That, yeah, what? that just no. happened just the other what? day. I just I saw a blurb and that was it, and I haven't dove into it. But yeah, we're getting a new a new Batman, and it's going to be Lucius Fox's kid in DC. Is there? I okay. I because uh, Lucius Fox was played by um, Morgan yes, Freeman. In the, right? This isn't in the movies. In, this, this in is the, the comics. Yeah. No, this is yeah, in the yeah, comics. Yeah. Now was Lucius Fox? Uh, was he one of the ones that they did kind of he was such a beloved character from the movies that they made him in I the comics? I think he appeared in the animated series first. Because he also okay. he shows up in the Arkham games. Um and, and then yes. 
I love the character. Then, yeah. So this is this is. I'm and then Morgan Freeman it. obviously played him in the movies, and then yeah, he's he's continued in the comics. Um, but yeah, so we're getting a new another new Batman. This isn't the first time we've had a new Batman, folks. So. No, no. Dick Grayson was Batman um, for a while. Asriel and, became uh, Batman for a little while. Didn't Damian Wayne? Even I don't know about that. Batman I don't know about bit? that. Um, the Red Hood became. I Jason mean, you Todd had. Became, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason Todd. Uh, there was that whole Bat Family. Yes. One. Yeah, Batman. Uh, then there was Batman Incorporated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course yeah. Terry McGinty and um, Batman Beyond. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of Batmans, so this isn't anything like what the hell? They're breaking eighty years. No, they're just they're they're doing what they've done multiple times before. <laughs> um, nope, I'm okay yeah, with it. No, no, no yeah, beef for me. I like the growth. I like the growth. I like how I like that some that that's one thing that DC has never been kind of afraid to do is age their age their superheroes. Um, uh, from Jay Garrick and the 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 Golden Age all the way to where we yeah, are. Yeah, you know Scott Allen was the original Green Lantern that they had in comics, and then it, it gave way to Hal Jordan, who gave way to to uh, John Stewart and Guy Gardner and Kyle Rayner. I mean, there's right. Wow. DC yeah, has always been evolving and probably will continue to evolve for a very very long time. But anyway. Let me get back to this article because I don't know what percentage I am into Sorry, it, but no. I know we haven't even scratched the surface. So, <laughs> so much so, going on. Um, Forty-five minutes into the show, so we're gonna break this into maybe, two parts. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll that. see. We'll see. I, I feel like I we don't, should, dude. We'll see we'll where we'll out. see where the end time is because it's not like we haven't gone close to three hours before. So that's true. That's true. So we are getting we're we are getting you guys. armor wars. Starring Don Cheadle reprising his role as Colonel Rhodes, mm. a.k.a. War Machine. And it seems to be a series, they say it's examining one of Tony Stark's biggest fears. So it sounds to me like there's going to be a bunch of Iron Man suits running around. And, uh... It, right? It's This is... That are the plans for... His, basically, you're going to see Don Cheadle probably taking on... A whole lot of different versions of you, the Iron Man. You think Man we're going to get a return of uh, of Justin Hammer in this? He was he arrested? Yeah, yeah. He you saw him. He got arrested right? at the end of Iron Man two. I thought I remember. And then him in the arrested. in the end credits of Iron Man three, you saw him in prison with um, the the fake Mandarin. Uh, and then they came in and busted the fake Mandarin out. Um, who in the fuck? Why is that actor's name escaping me? I want to say it's Ben. Ben something. God damn it. It's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, no, he remember. was in prison. But you kind of wonder if they didn't bust him out too. So I'm wondering if we're going to see a return of Justin Hammer. That'd be cool. Um, that or he just like takes the opportunity. Or he say. serves his sentence, um, you know? I mean... Something, something but I, I, I'm feeling like ago at this point I feel like we definitely are probably going to get some form of return because Hammer Tech is one of the very few that I mean 
what other bad guy industry aim aim would be making iron aim Man yeah suits. yeah advanced idea mechanics so I aim mean, yeah aim or hammer to uh, uh what it, what were it, hammer industries? yeah hammer industries because he had in iron man 2 That's he it. had the army of iron man like drones that uh whiplash like corrupted with a virus or whatever mm-hmm. yeah so i you know i i think it's one or the other i think it's an interesting coincidence to have hammer pop up at the end of the iron man 3 film which again was almost 10 years ago at this point uh, which i'll that's a huge amount of time to the you can say that he did a lot of that you could just do a backstory like real five minute two minute recap to be like yeah he did a lot of well though and also that's 10 that's almost 10 years in our time in the mcu counting the five years that the blip happened it's even longer so yeah right so yeah yeah we got i he would be a good one to use just because the story's open and they introduced him you know you can go back and say even say haha oh did you catch this you didn't think we were going to do this it's been 10 years but boom there he is um i so i think that's that would be my if i was if if i was in charge of the world um that would be the way i'd do it yeah i think that's a good that's smart (sighs) well and you're a fucking genius that god Uh, damn it but then the the final announcement in in this chunk of the article is secret Mm -hmm. invasion Starring Samuel Ooh. L. Jackson reprising his role as Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn reprising his role as the Skrull shapeshifter Talos, who you met in Captain Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to get the secret invasion storyline, it seems, to uh, to some extent, you know, the, the, the MCU version of it, obviously, instead of the comics version, but... Um, it will be interesting to see how they do that. Obviously, Captain America originally was uh, one of the the heroes that was copied, copied, duplicated? replaced, copied. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in the MCU, Captain America be dead. Okay, he's an old man, not dead. He's yeah, an old man. yeah, yeah. Old man Steve. So he, I in I can't see other than time loop wise, but even then, they're gonna have to change components of that entire story because basically in the in Secret Wars, um, or what Secret Invasion? I mean, um, they infiltrate. They they replaced a good chunk of the avengers if not yeah almost all yeah of them it was that. like a good 50 percent at least of anybody who was anybody was swapped out and then they ended up wasn't it making their final stand in uh wakanda yes, i believe you're correct <laughs> it's been a minute so, since anyway. I've, I've read that series you know right I mean, that's the bitch about getting old is is the stuff that you love and tends to start getting prioritized and pushed aside and while the whole that storyline is going to have to completely change because I mean, uh, it's, you know, nice segue. Marvel's not 
will not recast T'Challa. Yes. Doesn't mean they're not going to have another Black Panther or somebody kind of take the, the cowl kind of thing. Um, but T'Challa is, is dead with um, Chadwick. Yes, yes. Well, well, we'll we'll get back to that um, here in a second because I've got two more Disney Plus things to to do still. Well, so, right, and I was just saying that with that and with Steve Rogers being old, that's already like two of the main components to the original story that are are off the table. So I'm I'm interested to to see what they do with it. This is the fun part of uh, the part I get excited about the storytelling because they have to adapt and change the story. How good of a job are they going to do? Is it going to well, be a, they, a, a nice natural one or is it going to be They crushed it with Civil War, so I have faith in them. Um Okay, so uh we also got updates on uh, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and Miss Marvel. Uh, they didn't really say much about Moon Knight, but um, yeah, I was wondering. Did, I didn't see I any didn't specific see, news. It might have just they, been like a yeah, hey, the 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 show is progressing. We've got a solid script. We're lining up cast. Blah blah blah. Um, that's my suspicion. At any rate, is that it was just a more general update. I, but they did give specific news about She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. Um, Tatiana Maslany will play the lead role in She-Hulk with Mark Ruffalo returning as Bruce Banner slash The Incredible Hulk and Tim Roth reprising his role as Abomination. That's super exciting. That, that's, what a wonderful surprise. Not shocked that Marvel's kind of going that route. It seems to be their really blurring a huge line between the movies and their shows, I think we're going to start seeing a differentiation differentiation between um, specifically series-based that are going to be long-run series where you're going to get you know, 15, 22 episodes um, in, a, in a single season. And then you're going to have mini more like the mini series or maybe they'll call those the series i don't know that are are more like the uh, mandalorian that are like eight 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 shows long that are just like these quick in and out um but they're a whole lot more cinematic in style than say what you get when you're at a longer because obviously it's like give a show a budget and one a, a show that uses cheap props and doesn't doesn't have as much special effects and the amount of money I believe that they're cutting doing how they film the Mandalorian and that new technique is huge yeah and I imagine that technique is being adopted into everything that anything that Disney is going to be doing right. from here on out is probably going to use the volume uh, that recording space technology to to get it done especially in a in a covid world um and so you can take that and make it like if you crunch the amount of shows you expand the amount of budget you have per episode exponentially um so if you run 22 episodes you basically have a cheap production but cheaper production budget but if you only have like five shows 
or five episodes in a series, your production budget's going to be huge. And then you just run everything ba- how they used to do with what the miniseries. Roots was a miniseries, wasn't? Yeah, Roots? yeah. No, do you remember ABC especially when we were kids? There was miniseries yeah. all the time. It might have been a dozen episodes. Yeah. It might have been, you know, ten episodes. It might have even been twenty. You know, it just depended on what they were ever they were adapting. It was usually a novel of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they would do, it was, you know, once a year or so, there would be a, a mini series and, a, you know, it'd be like Thursday nights or whatever. And usually during sweeps time, you know, to, to drum up viewership. Um, but yeah, it was in long form, faithful adaptations of the, of the material. Right. And, uh, Hey, I, I don't think the market's changed so drastically that that format should is thrown. You know, it's like series that the long series versus the mini series or short series, and the cinema quality production. I don't think the consumption of those has changed drastically. Um, I feel like we consume a lot more now that we can stream at home. However. What we're streaming is obviously the older stuff. And so there's a question as far as how do you, you know, how do you make new new movies and things like that if to include into those production and make the value worth it? But miniseries-wise, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Disney is... Disney Plus is, is hitting a stride with this. Netflix has hit a stride with the... Um, they're direct straight to TV movies uh, or straight to stream movies that they ran. They had some really, really good yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, The Irishman was amazing and Academy Award nominated. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Extraction a lot. Um, oh, that was so Yeah, intense. I mean, it, it, was, it was good. It was good. Um, so, so let's see. I'm going to try to – we've got two more things still kind of sort of. Uh, I'm just going to hammer them out real quick because, I mean, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of discussion needed for these. Miss um, mm-hmm. Marvel star Iman Vellani, uh, her, her Kamala Khan character is going to appear in Captain Marvel 2. Um, kind of, I think that's kind of expected, but cool. I'm, I'm down for it. And it was noted during these conversations that all of these shows are going to interweave with the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that's mm-hmm. exciting because that's one thing we kind of got with the Netflix shows, but not really. There were hints and references to the greater MCU, but no direct ties. So I'm happy to see that direct ties are now being formed and established. Mm-hmm. Although one other note for, as it relates to She-Hulk, real quick, a uh, rumor came out yeah. yesterday, that would be Friday, that Miss Mar or I'm sorry, that uh, She-Hulk might feature more lawyers than just uh, what's it, Jennifer? What's what's She-Hulk's real name? Jennifer? Is it? It's not Jennifer Banner, is it? Ah, uh, I thought she's Bruce's cousin. I thought it was. She's Bruce's cousin, but I can't. I don't. Cousin, I don't think it's cousin. Banner. I don't think it's Jennifer Let's Banner. See. It's Jennifer Waters. Anyway, uh, Jenner, Jennifer Walters, Walters. Thank you, Jennifer Walters. Yes. So does that mean Matthew Murdoch? 
Which is interesting because Charlie Cox was rumored to be connected to the new Spider-Man movie. It could be I, Foggy. It, was, it could be yes. Foggy Nelson I, from the Netflix series. Hey. Down with that. Because, dude, that he, <laughs> Eldon, Eldon Huffman, I believe the actor's name was, he fucking crushed mm-hmm. it as Foggy. I, you know, I my feeling feeling is that I think we're gonna start seeing Charlie Cox in multiple. Well, people are yelling for it. Shows. People are demanding um, Charlie Cox return to play Matt Murdock. Well, he's as far as I know, he was. I mean, wasn't he? No, he was. We rumored for the Spider. You're right. It's all. I mean, Spider Man yeah. Three. I thought I saw him. I thought I saw it was. But it's Tobey Maguire that was confirmed for Doctor Strange. I believe 3. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll. We'll. We're gonna have to dive into that too. Um, oh, that's that. That's a deep dive too. Yeah. Or sort of. Right. Maybe and not. then uh, Toby. Okay, so Toby. Marvel Studios anyway, um, is working. But could be Marvel yeah, a lot. Marvel Studios is working on a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special for Disney Plus, due out in 2022. James Gunn is directing. Uh, the special will film alongside the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, also directed by Gunn and set for a release in 2023. So this holiday special sounds like it's going to be live action with our beloved Guardians. Yeah. yeah so which, that's cool. <laughs> kind of be they're, really they're, weird. But at the same time, I'm not surprised. Peter Quill, he, it's like he's it's Earth, Earth traditions, especially things that were big in the 80s. Yeah. And after the whole line in Infinity Wars, who am I supposed to, what do you want, what what master do you serve? What master do I serve? What do you want me to say? Jesus? I mean, (laughs) oh, one of the great, one of the greatest fucking lines Uh, from, from fellow Washingtonian Chris Pratt, by the way. Yeah. So we, we love our Chris Pratt being, we're from the evergreen state and he's one of us. So. We, uh, we're big Chris Pratt fans around here. Um, they're also making a, sh- a series of short films starring Groot. Baby Groot, from what I understand, that is being called yes. I Am Groot. So that should just be adorable. Yes, I, I, I believe so. I, that, another one that, that I think the kids will I like. I hope so. I think big everybody time. will like. Because the reaction to Baby Groot, I think, was only... Was only exceeded by the reaction to Second Baby Yoda, to obviously. Yeah. Baby Yoda, yeah, right? Baby everything. When are we going to oh, get a baby so Captain America or a baby Wolverine? Give us baby everything. Uh, yeah, we had baby Jesus. Sweet Lord, baby Jesus. Okay. So now <laughs> on to the movies. Uh, as you mentioned previously, oh my God. Feige confirmed that Black Panther 2 will not recast <laughs> Chadwick Boseman's King T'Challa. Um. Hey, that's their call to make. I I respect it. I I. My personal opinion is I don't think Chadwick would have wanted T'Challa to go away. That's my personal opinion. Is because T'Challa is such an amazing character and such an amazing representation that I think we need on the big screen. I don't think Chadwick would have wanted that, but I don't know the guy. This is just me, my opinion, my guess. Um, but hey, it's not my call to make, and I respect their decision, and I, I know the spirit that it's intended is to obviously honor Chadwick. Um, but the film is 
Uh, going to be directed by Ryan Coogler, who did the first one. Coogler also did Creed. Um, he's an amazing, amazing director. Um, and he knows how to pay homage to yes, characters. Yes, Creed. I mean, good and lord, I, Creed was an ultimate example right? of that. And I think that's necessary in Black Panther 2 to do exactly what you're talking about. The, the character might be dead, but I believe you can create an environment, an as- atmosphere, atmosphere. <laughs> um, atmosphere. I like atmosphere better, um, but, you know, we'll roll with right? it. Right? <laughs> we'll roll with it. Um, an atmosphere that it's... that his spirit lives on and continues to influence um, people's behaviors and decisions. And, and if, especially if you have take a character that's, that you don't just see kind of evolve from, you know, straight across the line from one station to an equal station, but you see a, a character come from the bottom and right, pull themselves up to the top by, say, honoring a specific character that his lessons and what they learned, say, from T'Challa, um, that you can keep that that his him alive in, in spirit. And when you look at the person, you see both. You know, I, I, does that make any yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. But. And again, I I full I have full support to Black Panther two and whatever Marvel chooses to do with it. So uh, that movie is still set to come out in July of twenty twenty two into theaters. So um, we'll we'll obviously as time goes on, more and more will develop, and we'll get we'll get a clearer picture of the of the movie as a whole. Um, so. so yeah. Did you notice that uh, in cinema-wise, because I have always been thinking for whatever reason, um, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness was going to connect to Spider-Man 3. Well, I've... But from the way I'm looking at it, Spider-Man 3 is going to be the foreshadower for the events of Doctor Strange Multiverse of well, Madness. Well, so according to to this, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is set to tie into WandaVision and Spider-Man 3. So so which one's coming out first and which ones as i mean are they i mean which i I think well obviously we get we obviously get wandavision next month i think doctor strange will be the the next movie and then at some point spider-man 3 will probably come shortly after doctor strange 2 because but see everything i've read says it will connect to the events of Spider-Man 3 which me which to me implies that it comes out after Spider-Man 3 but i don't understand how that's possible i mean i don't know um, do you want to do you want to google re- a release date for doctor strange yeah let me check those out okay, let so me while, check while you're out. doing you, that yeah. i'm going so, to uh, i'm going to hop back one story cuz you you skipped one bullet point in this um we're getting a third Ant-Man film. Praise be to uh, to Jesus. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania. 
again, Marvel continuing with their odd movie titles, but hey, we'll roll with it. It's officially in developed with Peyton Reed returning direct. Uh, our beloved stars, Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, and Michelle Pfeiffer are all coming back. And Quantum Mania will introduce Jonathan Majors as Kang the Motherfucking Conqueror. I added the motherfucking part. It's just Kang the Conqueror. But uh, holy crap, that is a massive villain announced into the MCU. Massive, massive villain with ties to Kang early, is huge. Time early Avengers comics. We're talking like, I think it's what, Avengers 12? That Kang made his debut back in the 60s. So yeah, this is a major heavy hitter. And we're getting him in Ant-Man 3. Is he, I mean, are they introducing him as the big bad for Phase 4? I mean, it's hard to say. Um, I mean, uh, that, I don't that's know. That's the biggest, the biggest okay. name we've seen see. uh, villain-wise connected to any movie. So, yeah, we'll see where they, well, I mean, other than, you know. We're getting in Spider-Man 3 what appears to be a Sinister Six with basically anybody who's ever played a villain in any of the Spider-Man movies in any of the the universes except for Andrew Garfield's. They don't seem to be bringing in... No, they're bringing in Electro, aren't they? By Jamie Foxx, well, but they're not shit. bringing in Rhino uh, or, or the Lizard, but we're getting Alfred Molina's coming back as Doc Ock. Yes, Alfred Molina's Doc I mean, we're getting apparently huge. getting Kristen Dunst or Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane again. Um, supposedly, Emma Stone's coming back as Gwen Stacy. I mean, <sighs> and yeah, we're yeah. It's like that. It, it feels like everybody's kind of. This is going to be giant, and actually, people are saying that it it could potentially rival the sizes of production as Endgame. Well, and I mean, we, um, we both saw the rumor that Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox's daredevil is rumored to be connected to Spider-Man three as well. And we know Dr. Yes. Strange is in Spider-Man three. Um, we just, we don't know how all these chess pieces are being placed on the board yet, but this spy, this no, third Spider-Man movie crazy. is shaping up to be not just a movie, Gosh, but an event. It. And I mean, I'm excited for all those Spider-Men to come back, um, especially Andrew Garfield. I think we talked about this last week, uh, who I feel didn't get his due. My wife has been absolutely going nuts because I'm Toby all over the place. And Toby is not her favorite. No, no, no. I mean, I can get that. The third movie was pretty bad. Um, the second one is pretty <laughs> legendary. Um, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm still looking, and I found Doc Doctor Strange is. Uh, it looks like 2022. Okay, um, so I imagine in. March 25th and Well, then I would have to say that Spider-Man 3 is probably going to be the summer release then. It'll be like the June or July release for that year. Uh, right. Because March is usually, it's February, March is usually their first one for the year. And then we go, you know, every couple of months we get a new one. 
oddly enough, the initial release date was December seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, well, COVID, bro. Um, but COVID, they yeah. had right, and they, it's so far unnamed. However, they have started filming, which, I mean, I. I'm not going to say anything, but it may be that it's a, it's going to come. We'll see. I, it sounds come. I mean, with it all, all of these, you know, like Tobey Maguire was seen coming in to fit his costume and all this other stuff. Um, I wonder if they're filming them side by side. They're like, hey, we've got you all here. Let's film for Spider-Man 3 and for Doctor Strange 2 simultaneously. Right, yeah, it's like I it, and there's no name for it, so I can't even give an idea of you know really search because you search for Spider Man 3, and a lot of the times, right now, because there is no name behind it, and so no way to really you're getting the Toby movie over, yeah, the Toby movie, which was so bad, yeah, which it, was, it was such what it was, it, was, it had a high, it had a very off. high bar to clear. You know, and I'm sorry. I I really, if I was gonna knock an entire trilogy for one movie, um, I wouldn't enjoy all of the Star Wars that I've seen. Is I mean, it's like there's been bad Star Wars movies. There's been bad movies. Bad all over Star the place, Trek. Bad I Rocky. Mean, bad bad indie, indie. Bad X Men. Yeah. Um. So you know, pretty much all of Twilight, but freaking Spider-Man too. Twilight, any of it, but I'm just assuming <laughs> that there was a bad Twilight movie. There's probably a bad Harry Potter movie, um, right? It, it, there's everybody always has an opinion what it's yeah, the worst, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like even. So I'm a Toby fan. My wife's a Tom Holland fan. You're a Garfield well, fan. Well, I'm a I'm a, what I can I'm say a, is I'm a fan of. I like. Them I do all, like them all because really. here's here's the thing, and and I do this, I do this kind of. I don't want to use the word rationalization, but I do this mode of thinking with a lot of things, including my collecting. Is, you know, like in the you know, I collect a lot of toys, Transformers specifically. Uh, ask my wife about the five that showed up at my house this week, um, <laughs> and watch her watch her look at me <laughs> judgingly. Um, but I don't really, I don't collect every toy that comes out. What I do is I collect the toys that I like that I feel are good representations of the characters. So if there's a new, I'm not even going to pick Optimus Prime. I'm going to go with a, with a lower tier um, smokescreen. If there's a smokescreen toy coming out and he's a good representation of smokescreen, I'll get him. And I, I bring up smokescreen because I got a a uh, smokescreen figure this week that was based on um, the IDW comics Prowl. They recovered they recolored him as smokescreen because they they shared the same vehicle model traditionally through most of the um, iterations in you know like Gen One and all this other stuff. They were they were like the the Nissan Fair Lady cars there was you know there was blue streak and silver streak and prowl and smokescreen all kind of shared the same car mode uh, the same mold so it's an amazing representation of the character so i'm like fuck yeah i'm getting it it's awesome plus it was a limited edition so there's that um if, if it's a good 
representation of the character, I'm all about it. If it's a revisionist, hey, we're going to put our spin on it, you're not very likely to see me gravitate to it. And while I question some of the choices that are made in some of, well, Tom Holland so far has been hitting it pretty solid. But Toby and Andrew both had some pretty questionable stuff in their in their movies, which, you know, hurt them. Oh, but shit. they've been great representations of, you know, aspects of Peter Parker that, you know, you recognize as being Peter Parker. Tom is kind of... Tom is kind of an amalgamation of all of that. Tom is the only one that seems to have every attribute in one way or another. Whereas, you know, Toby kind of had the geeky awkwardness and Andrew Garfield kind of had that geeky awkwardness, but more of the same with the smart ass, witty, smart alecky tones thrown into it. He was a brainy. He was brainy. And Peter, that was, that was the biggest about Peter Parker was he, he had the geeky nerd, but he was, and he was an incredible brainiac, but he was also quick, he was quick um, with a quip. And he, that the the dialogue and the, that kind of goofball, fun behavior that Peter had when he was Spider-Man, Garfield portrayed that so perfectly, so much better than Tobey Maguire. Yeah, did. and Tom Holland um, really hasn't had that. He was very um, quippy. Really hasn't had that side of him introduced yet, with the not totally a little not bit, really. a little yeah, bit in Civil War when he's dealing with Falcon and Winter Soldier. You kind of see some of his quippiness there, and a little bit with Cap. But you know, like he was, he was whooping on Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, but he kind of fanboyed on Cap, which he straight up fanboyed, and and that was so. Though his lion, his his funny was like funny, but it wasn't. I wouldn't say as quippy as it was. Um, whoa, this is new. Whoa, this is cool. Whoa, whoa. And he had some, you know, obviously funny dialogue but i think there was a whole lot less of what we what i i got from spider-man and comics and a lot of even even the what was it the 90s tv show is when spider-man's been spider-man for a while the woe factor's gone and you get this kind of cynic quip verse um uh, uh that that fanboy kind of geek and that's the kind of Andrew Garfield was more on the seen it, done it here. I'm going to, you know, and now I'm going to annoy you and distract you with and and get under your yeah, get into your head. Playing with a quips. psychological game while trying to web mm-hmm. you up and kick your ass. Yeah, no, I, I I'm a giant. I'm that's a giant I, yeah. fan of Tom yeah. Holland. Um you know, I'm excited to see all three of them, and I, I know in the hands that these characters are now in, everybody mm-hmm. will walk away pleased with Spider-Man 3. I have, I have absolute absolutely faith in and that. December 17th, 2021 is the release date, so before. Spider-Man 3 is coming before Doctor Strange 2. Next December, we basically a year wow, from now. Wow, okay. Okay, so that's interesting. 
That is very interesting. And you got you got no release date. You said March of 2022 for Doctor Strange. March 25th, 2022. Okay, so stuff apparently if Doctor Strange has to come in and fix stuff from WandaVision, apparently it's going to be broken for a while. So which could be where we get the three Spider-Man coming mm-hmm. through and all of those shit all the shit going crazy and wonky and then you get yeah, Doctor Strange coming through to fix it all and Toby Toby's and Toby, Toby. And Doctor Strange, yeah. too. Yeah, well, I mean, dude, I know how much Toby means to you, because um, I Toby. knew you, I, I've known you since that movie, before it even came out in the theater, and I remember what that movie meant right. to you. Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was really It meant cool. a lot it to was you. My, it, it meant was a lot to you. My childhood on the fucking screen, dude. Yeah, that, that movie meant a it lot was... to you. So, I mean, you will never, you will never hear me arguing on the side of not to be a fan of Toby. Um, there are things about that movie I absolutely well, hate. Even I mean, to but this you day. remember, you remember the first trailer we saw, because you and I saw it in the theater together, because I can't, our girlfriends drug us to see Legally Blonde or some shit like that. Some I don't remember. Oh, uh, but they did. They, they shut. I blocked it. out. They did the trailer, it. and you remember he had he built like a nest of webs between the twin towers. Between the and twin then nine eleven happened, yeah. and they had to change the movie to get the twin towers out of there. Um, completely. And that yep, delayed they changed the movie. Changed and the that delayed the and, that delayed yeah. the release. Yeah, but yeah, and they were like, we just can't. We can't. Yeah. The wound, the wound was Faith, still too this. fresh. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I remember. Oh, I big time remember all of that. That was. I was talking actually about that today, uh, to to my wife. It was like, yeah, I, they that was the marketing. Yeah, that was yeah. the same that time. Was, that, that was just, yeah. Wow. But, you know, just and in the, yeah, that was one of the those same ones. way that the Marvel comics, especially the Spider-Man comics, reacted to nine eleven happening. You know, it's only appropriate that the movie followed suit, but um. yeah. And hey, well, at that point in time, I know that I think that's one another reason why the superhero it resonated so well at that point in time because we needed we that. Did. We needed a hero. We needed we needed something to lift us up at that point. You know, and of course, we had our real life heroes with our with our soldiers and yeah. all that, but. Um, escapism and yeah. that the, i mean uh you know it, it's the same as the the greek legends kind yeah. of thing so uh, hey you know anyway, well so. uh <laughs> when we know more you'll when we Can't know wait. more you'll know more and then right but december 17th so we got cool. about a year cool and Can't last oh, last wait. but certainly not least the first family of marvel the fantastic four is in development oh. for a new movie um, I mean, normally at this point in time, I'd be like, hey, let's cast the movie. Let's speculate and let's cast. But I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now because that's a that's a long that's almost its own podcast. If you want to even go as deep to be like, who's going to voice Galactus? I just, you know, like we could do that. You um, but we're not uh, going to. I'm just going to I'm just going to say, I you know, oh, I got my fingers crossed. Chris Evans reprises his role as Johnny. Uh, is it Johnny? Uh, 
I want to. I keep wanting to say Johnny Flame, but what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Johnny Storm. It's Johnny yes. Storm. Johnny Thank Storm. You. Yes, brother of Sue, uh, the Invisible Woman, and uh, yes, Sue, Sue Storm. Storm. Yes, 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 and yes. then Reed anyway. Richards and the Human, human Torch. Torch. Yes, um, the second Human yes, Torch. Yes, the second Human taking Torch. Taking his name from taking the, his name from the cyborg suit or. The robot suit that was the original. And Ben Grimm, the thing. Oh, Ben Grimm. And we'll see how it translates to video. I'm being obviously tongue-in-cheek about Chris Evans. It's one of the funny things because he did play a Marvel character before he was Captain America. He was in a lot of comic book movies before Captain America. Yeah. I mean, uh, The Losers, Mm -hmm. uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Uh, the Fantastic Four, obviously, yeah, he he had done it long before he picked up that shield. Um, but you know, hey, good looking buff um, guy, they're gonna they're gonna use him for a superhero because he looks like a superhero, you know. And I'm pretty I'm pretty right? sure he was he on does. the list to play Superman before they cast Henry Cavill too. Um, oh wow! And why not? not and why not? Though. He looks like uh, all American right? farm boy that should be uh, Superman. Or at least should be the Clark the, Kent the Superman. The jawline. The jawline. Yeah, jawline for days. Chiseled. And yeah, right. yeah he's, nah, he's not fair. But neither is Henry Cavill. But what are you going to do? No, no, neither. It's seriously, it's like, no. It's like, and how does... Okay, now, obviously, not like it's a big thing, but I'm, I'm not a huge fan of my chest hair and the reason being is it looks not like you know manly chest how the hell does his chest hair look so henry nice cavill's dude i don't know absolute... dude i yes. don't even know you know I what i mean yes i know exactly what you mean because in that that scene it's, it's like steve carell versus that scene henry of man in man of steel where he you know got off the the fishing boat to save the oil rig people. And then he swam to shore and, you know, he's running bare chested and it's like, he's got a forest and you're like, and it looks awesome. You know, like, why don't, why don't I have that? Right? Why don't I have that? It's like, how do you do this? Do, I'm not doing a routine. The head of, the, the, whole, the head of hair and the beard, like he's, he's just so well put together. I mean, good for him. Good. For yeah. Him. Good for him. And jealous. I'm jealous, and I have no problem admitting. I, yes, I am fucking jealous. I mean, much. if you're gonna man crush on a dude, it might as well be Henry Cavill, and him. you might as well throw Chris Evans into it. I mean, they, right. they there's, only there's some, well, there's so many they, great actors to man. They crush only on perfectly right portrayed two of amazing child book or child comic book heroes. I mean, why not man crush them right? A bit? Um, but anyway, Fantastic Four. I'm super excited. Uh, the original movies weren't great. They weren't terrible. They're they're watchable. They just they don't hold up very well now. Um, Have you ever seen the very very first one? Oh, you died, dude! I don't even want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. But uh, you know, maybe next week we can play the casting. Is it like that? The eighties, I something? think, late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. But maybe. So but I remember bad. the cartoon when I was a kid too. That it was, was good, good though. It was I like the was cartoon. Very um, but it's like the Wonder Woman cartoon. You watch it now and you think to yourself, "Wow, 
I enjoyed animation this as a kid. came a long way. I enjoy it animation now came for a very long reasons. way, dude. We're now because it was two D animation back then, and now we're in three D animation, mm-hmm. and three D animation is everything. Um, it's but next next week shit. I say we can play the casting game for Fantastic Four and do <laughs> do a little time and research to see if who we can come up with. Take your home, make your homework. Yeah, seriously, because these are important roles. I mean, Reed Richards alone is. A huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Important very important, massively character. important. It, it's like casting freaking Patrick Stewart as Professor X. It even if they don't get a huge amount of screen time, the character has to have the weight of being a person that important. Yeah, and you know, honestly, in the in the storybook of perfect castings, Patrick Stewart as Professor X is about as perfect of a casting as you can possibly get. Um, holy crap. What, uh, what I mean, a, they did a good job with casting from that though. They because did. You they also did. got, they did. you got, um, uh, uh, Wolverine, you got, uh, see, I can never do this. We start mentioning names and it's like names go. Well, Wolverine's Hugh head. Jackman. Hugh Jackman. There, thank you. See, I get there sooner or later and, or I could I Google mean, it, but and, you, you're and, so much quicker. You know, like, uh. I mean, I I don't. I'm blanking on a lot of the names for like the guys that played um, Cyclops or Jean Grey. Um, but you had Halle, you had Halle Berry. Berry Storm, another perfect casting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Kitty um, Kitty Pride. Um, you know who then was played by Ellen Page and is now Elliot Page. Mm-hmm. Elliot, Elliot Page. Elliot um, Page. You know, I, I'm I'm yeah, I'm, I'm old had, and I'm not going to pretend to quite understand how, if how and if any that will be reflected in any in any of the media. Like I don't I don't know how they'll handle that. I know Umbrella Academy is updating it to reflect the current the current choices made by by Elliot and good for him. And I'm glad that he's getting that support. Um, but Ellen Page. Or I mean I don't just, I don't want to offend anybody because I I just don't quite understand and you know that's my failing is maybe I need to take the time to learn how to talk about something like that in past tense but good Kitty Pride did wonderful mm-hmm. um you know yeah like, I'm a yeah. big Cyclops or not Cyclops but uh, Colossus I love Colossus I they got a great massive huge buff guy to play Colossus and that was awesome but. You know, Deadpool did Colossus the way Colossus needed to be done. Needs to be a massive CGI character. Um, right? Thank God it wasn't a fucking kind of Deadpool and Wolverine Origins. Yes, yes, moment. yes. But, I mean, not that, I'm, not that I'm not a fan of how Colossus is represented. It's just he wasn't big enough. But now in Deadpool, he's the massive Russian Hulk that he should be. You know, standing up to Juggernaut mm-hmm. in Deadpool too. You know, that's a classic fight: Juggernaut versus Colossus. That's like, that's those two titans from that universe going head to head. Sorry, you say you bring up Juggernaut, and I actually, as as odd as it sounds, I just saw a clip of Deadpool two. Have you the not other seen day. that movie? Uh, no, I've seen it. It was just the clip was Juggernaut ripping uh, Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, two. yeah, yeah. 
Which I mean, that was and that I was, was an the... excellent fourth wall breaking moment because Deadpool was like, "Oh my god, Juggernaut!" and he started talking like he started naming the comic book issues that he appeared in, like his first appearance and some of his important <laughs> storylines and stuff. I was like, "Oh my god, that's Deadpool." <laughs> The fourth wall being broken is very hard to pull off, and Deadpool pulls it off so amazingly. It's so, perfect. Colleen freaking Cable Thanos. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh or, or he was like, like, he was like, it. oh, you're so dark. What is this, a DC movie? And uh, <laughs> oh god, what else did he do? He did all sorts. Oh, they were all yeah, over the place. And, and thank God, they're apparently doing Deadpool through three, and they're not changing a thing. They're going to keep it rated R. They're nope. going to keep it goofy and wacky, you know. And I know the, I know the thought process is, well, how do we get Deadpool linked up with the Avengers? And it's like, do we have to? Does he have? Does he do have, have to be to? linked up with the Avengers? You know, I I feel like Deadpool existing in his own universe. Uh, or in at least in an just an only X Men universe is an okay thing to have, and with the multiverse existing out there, he doesn't have to be in the main MCU. I, it's their chance to kind of go away from that formula, yeah, yeah. and with Deadpool, I think it's appropriate. I I might not say that with a lot of the other characters. Spider Man, I want him in the MCU. Well, I mean, well, here's um, the thing: Venom, he, Carnage, I want can, them. Morbius, he can be in the MCU. But does he need to interact with the Avengers? My my thought is no. Because you can't if if right. you're bringing yeah, if you're bringing disagree. the X-Men in presumably for some form of continuity, you want to have the same X-Men that are going to be in Deadpool to be the same X-Men that do appear with the Avengers. So you just don't worry about bringing okay. Deadpool into an Avengers movie, and I don't think anybody would care as long as the Deadpool movies we've been getting are the Deadpool movies we continue to get. You know, I don't think people will care. Agreed, agreed. I although I will say I'm I am beginning to really wonder more and more that um, how about how they're going to ultimately introduce mutants, and they may not even they may be doing. I think I think you may be right when you said that they were going to save the mutants. For like a phase five or something. Yeah, literally um, no word on the mutants that at least no word that was released to the public from this investor mm-hmm. announcement. And given the sheer volume of news we did get, it's a little surprising that there isn't even like the word mutant isn't brought up in anything. Anything. So, now we may still be getting Disney though. Okay, here's the deal. I'm not going to say they gave, they, they, uh, revealed all their cards, their whole hand. Um, it feels like they did because they dropped so much, but it's been so long since we've had anything, like an entire year pretty much, of any real news from Disney, um, regarding anything that this huge dump is, it feels massive, but they also kept it all mum. For all that time, there weren't leaks. There weren't real anything other. I mean, there were there were little bits of leaks, but nothing that really paved the way into anything. Um, we knew about Lando. We knew about those little things, but we never got official confirmation until just now. And so, 
I'm not gonna say they're not keeping the mutants mum still. And, I they, mean, and honestly, they we'll see what happens with they WandaVision. They probably are. Um, and yes, because of one because the of events of Doctor well, Strange. My guess is because of WandaVision mm-hmm. is that there's going to be mm-hmm. some, hopefully, some sort of reveal in WandaVision, and that any mention of it, any mention of it, will potentially spoil WandaVision. So. Um, We'll just we'll wait mm-hmm. and see because we know they're not gonna. They spent how much money buying the rights to all that stuff back? Uh, they're not gonna leave that stuff sitting and on Quicksilver, the shelf. God, Quicksilver is, needs to be a mutant like he should be. Wanda is. You can do whatever you want, but it's like I'm I'm all for them bringing them. Uh, you know, find them finding out in a way that what they did to them wasn't actually they didn't alter them they just awoke the x gene or whatever in them um i would be happy to get that kind sure, of story that's a, out of that's, an that's what happened back in easy Ultron. easy retcon and one that and people right? honestly probably wouldn't even care because how does the mind stone give him super speed and her her chaos magic that doesn't add up to me. Mm-hmm. So yes, the whole, the whole open endness of hey, let's retcon it to be like no, this just turned something on in them, because they were the only, that and they said there. they were the only ones to survive, the the process. Mm-hmm. So, it, that's what that's how the X gene gets triggered is by something that is going to kill you. The mutation, your mutation reacts to save your life, essentially. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, what they did, yeah, which is what exactly, they did to Deadpool, right? you know, is they put in the movie, you know, in the first Deadpool movies, they put him through all that shit to awaken his his mutant powers. So, you know, we'll see. I suspect mm-hmm. I'm I'm hopeful that WandaVision will provide some word on mutants. And that's simply why we didn't get anything from this investor meeting or they are trying to get some more pieces clicked into place before they drop the mutant news on our heads. Right. I'm kind of feeling like we're going to get a little bit like, I feel like WandaVision is going to fuck everything up in a certain way. And then, uh, I feel like you're, you're right with the doctor strange, uh, the, the, um, multiverse of madness. I feel like they're going to come in when they and when they're putting everything back, the way it should be that there they it, it just can't it, that there are differences and this then mutations you could quote unquote say you know uh and so not everything goes back exactly the same way it was kind of like how uh uh, the CW and DC did it with the Flash and explaining his whole time travel stuff and going back in time um with the flat uh, flashpoints and all those, uh, and if you change one thing, you're creating an alternate, altered version of a timeline. And that, but when you go back and you restore it to the way it was, it's a fractured version of the first. It's not the same. Any one thing can go completely different at any point at any point in time, and you can't go back. The butterfly exactly. effect, kind of exactly. thing, right? Um, well, we'll so, see, dude. Anyway. One month until WandaVision hits, and so you know we should be getting 
a clearer picture in the not too distant future. Week by week. Yeah, at week least. by week. Um, so, hey, it's now time for the Broom Boys segment because this, uh, this next part is all about Star Wars, baby. Up to and including our hey, Mandalorian. Yes. It's Star Wars. It is Star Wars time. So, (laughs) holy crap. Um, Lucasfilm, of course, we mentioned Indy already, but, you know, Indy is wrapped up in Lucasfilm, obviously, but we mentioned that. Um, Indiana Jones 5. You keep talking to him. I'm going to get coffee. Okay, you go get your coffee. I brought mine to the podcasting table, so I came prepared. You, yes, I have my Mandalorian, Stanley. Stanley did. Uh, Mandalorian editions of some of their products. So I have a, a thermos with uh, with Mando on it and the Mudhorn emblem on the top, the cap that serves as a cup as well. Um, but yeah, and a neat image of, of Mando's head on it. And it's in, you know, Beskar steel in quotation marks. Um, but yeah, I came prepared. Um, but hey, you know what? He, he's, he's run into a coffee pot. He's old school. No, I'm old school for having a thermos. My, I'm old I, school for having a thermos. Like it to, a, I'm bringing my thermos to a job site. You're the fancy. You're the you fancy know, dandy lad running fucking, off to your espresso machine. Well, I have my my fancy dancy Grogu coffee. Ooh, okay. Is what I'm drinking out of. Protect, protect, attack, snack. There, um, okay. Don't ask why it says that. I fucking know. Hey, well, he, it, but, he, he protects um, people, he attacks people, and he snacks on things. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, it all lines up. But anyway. Uh, he, right? It's got him a picture with of him with a there frog. There you go. Or, or maybe it's the lizard. I there don't you know. go. There but you go. So, anyway. I got it, and uh, I drink it. Indy 5 is going to be released on Disney Plus July of 2022. So, uh, just in time for my 42nd birthday. Uh, I'll be getting Indy 5 on Disney+. <laughs> Happy Plus. Birthday. So, so there's the wrap-up to that. But uh, holy freaking crap. Um, where, do we, where do you start with all the freaking... Obi-Wan. I mean, we're obvious, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Oh, good place to start. So, Obi-Wan made the biggest splash, I think, simply based on the fact that we will be seeing the return of Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader and Kathy Kennedy teased the rematch of the century hinting that Obi-Wan and Vader will cross lightsabers in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series which to me chills yes, absolute chills but is that uh are we seeing a retcon of Star Wars history do did we yes yes well or are we seeing a retcon of implied star wars history based on a new hope obviously Um, in the conversations uh pertaining to vader and obi-wan that they had amongst each other and with their contemporaries um you know they never explicitly said that they hadn't seen each other in whatever you know vader's like i'm sensing a presence a presence i've not felt since you know, and then he trails off. But then, of course, we get the when I left you, I was a learner, but now I am the master. Um, uh, yeah, you right. Know, I and mean, I, I'm not going to gripe on it too much because I like 
I like it. I like that that Hayden's coming back. I like that we're getting Darth Vader. We're getting more Darth Vader. More Darth Vader is a good thing. I, I think what we're going to see is a Darth Vader that is not... He's going to be obviously... A, he's going to be Darth yeah, Vader. Yeah, he's going to be a he's badass. Be, it, but you got to also know... I mean, think about it, that this is a Darth Vader who has not mastered the dark side yet. This is a Darth Vader, Darth Vader that is has gone dark, but is learning the how to use the dark side and tap into the his his hate and his anger. He's he's ventured down that path. He started. It's there, but he hasn't figured out how to utilize it fully and effectively. Um, obviously, more so than anybody else probably would just because of his strength with the, with the force so even a rough <laughs> a rough darth vader is still going to be more powerful than a lot of Jedi. yes yes and um, i mean honestly probably a diminished darth vader due to his injuries you know he's not going to be i think that was part of the problem that the emperor always had with him is that because of his injuries at the hands of obi-wan he wasn't quite as strong in the force as he used to be you know because of the well, the con- I also always understand. No, no, no. Oh, it's sorry, just, you know, the, the connection of, you know, I guess with the midi calorians, um, you know, when he started becoming more artificial, more machine rather than man, you know, I think some of his connection to the force had to have been diminished. Um, and even if it wasn't, I guess I always understood is uh, that he wasn't able to to transfer to Anakin because Anakin was too much machine. He wasn't enough human. Right. There wasn't enough uh, of his human side left um, for the Emperor to be able to take over. Yes, and even but even diminished, he's infinitely more powerful than almost anything else he encounters except for apparently the Emperor. So, um, right. so that's exciting. Uh, I think, did we see a release date for that of 2022, early 2022? I, I was wondering that I didn't, that was one that I, that another one that I, I had looked for, but I didn't see, I missed. Yeah. And it's not mentioned in this and article, I but I thought I saw a date of, of 2022. Um, so yeah. we'll go with that. And if um, it's, that was one of my issues. We'll go with that, and if it's sooner, great. If it's not, whatever. Um, so we're getting two spinoffs from The Mandalorian. We are getting an Ahsoka Tana show, or Ahsoka Tano show, sorry. Don't hate me for slipping up on her name briefly. And we're getting Rangers hate you. of the New Republic. Um. Ahsoka, obviously, is out of the two, excites me the most because it's a little bit of a known quantity. Because um, I suspect we will be seeing the search for Thrawn and, conversely, the search for Ezra in this show. And so that brings in the possibility of live-action Sabine. It definitely brings in live-action Thrawn. Um, and um, Really quick for the Obi-Wan Yeah, show. yeah, yeah, go ahead. To, to go back to it really quick, I apologize. No, 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 you're good. You're good. You you host this show um, too, but I mean, you you're allowed to talk. 
Well, I just was <laughs> noticing. I, I what one thing that was released about it that I think is important to note is it is set as a six part series. Okay, so hopefully, so six hopefully episodes. six longer episodes. That's, I right. I I I hope so. Um, and they're going to start start filming spring 2021 yeah, so, so yeah early 2022 would if make we sense. see it yeah yeah at the very end of 2021 would be if they're doing a series we may see the first one then but if they wrap the whole show before and and do all the finalizations and final cuts before you know they start i mean after everything's filmed then yeah I'm going to guess 2021 or 2022 in the beginning, maybe middle, um, depending on how long the editing process takes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so Ahsoka getting her own show, I think was expected and it's, it's a very exciting news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rangers of the new Republic. Did we get any conf- confirmation of Bo-Katan? No, no, no. Um, Sabine, I think, is more likely than Bo-Katan. That. I think Bo-Katan is going to be wrapped up in the Mandalorian as long as the Darksaber okay. is in play. So that would be my suspicion. Yeah. But um, Rangers of the New Republic, very intriguing because Rangers isn't anything we've really heard before in relation to anything Star Wars-wise. Um, no, and I feel like Cara Dune's going to play a part in yeah, this. Yeah, that's my suspicion is that maybe we will get a team up of Cara and Cobb Vance possibly from Tatooine mm-hmm. um becoming, you know, I, more of a instead of staying on their respective worlds and protecting their respective areas becoming more of an arm uh for New Republic justice. Uh if that's what it turns out to be, Ranger. very excited. But you know, I mean, what's your what's your theory? I mean, you clearly have one. Ranger, uh, yeah, right. No, 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 no. Ranger, no. Uh, the Ranger appears to me to be. Um, we have the the Rogue Squadron show. No movie. We have a Rogue Squadron movie. Movie. Excuse me. Movie which coming. is part of the news. Which means we're getting that pilot bit. So I'm really feeling that the Ranger part of this is going to, you know, while obviously we see the, the, I feel, uh, what's his name? The, the older guy with the beard, I is, he's good. supposed to be in, I mean, he's one of the main characters or in the show. Wait, as far as what I old guy with what beard? The, the, the guy that gives Cara doing the metal. Oh, the, the X-Wing pilot. Yeah, the X-wing pilot. Um, he's a, he's a he's on a comedy show out. Of yeah, Canada. yeah, yeah. We talked um, we, we we talked about him a couple episodes yeah. ago. Yeah. Anyway, he he is on the sh- he is basic. I guess he's one of the main characters on the show. On the Rangers of the um, New Republic. On the the Rangers. Okay, show. I hadn't heard yeah. anything casting wise. So. Um. That's that's one thing that I heard. I've heard about the show, which means I'm. Obviously, he's you see a whole lot of X-wing stuff, but I'm gonna guess uh, they're gonna X. It's not gonna be so much piloting as much as you're gonna get. Um, imagine, I don't want to say a western, but you're gonna get more of a, those are gonna be like more of their their ponies, and they're gonna go on 
special ops missions throughout the outer outer squadron or outer rim what's outer yeah whatever i mean they're they're going to be going from place to place solving whatever problem needs to be solved cool down with it i i think hopefully i'm like a macgyver i'm hoping like i'm hoping more like an 18 18 yes you You know and if it is if it is Kara and cobb maybe they recruit uh mayfield who we got to see in this week's episode of the mandalorian which we'll get to pretty quick um pretty pretty quick quick. uh uh once we get through well you know i mean the news the news is you know i mean the we have these announcements to basically re-repeat to the world but details aren't really known about much and so other than us speculating there's not a whole lot we can say on on a lot of this stuff i like but i i I also love speculating i'm not it's a speculation is actually a core part of our show we we're 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 in the business of speculating and frankly we're pretty good at it because we've we've hit the the nail on the head multiple times uh in advance long in advance of um officially mm-hmm. announced news so i mean we'll see we'll see right. i'm sure so we'll i'm sure going. we're gonna see announcements of what both of these shows exactly are going to entail in the near future and especially considering the news that mandalorian season three isn't coming until next christmas that's either to make room for the marvel right. shows that need to come out or it's to make room for one or both of these shows to premiere before. Because it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if these shows are Mandalorian spinoffs if they haven't had work done on them already. I, right, we've, I'd be shocked, and it's not like they don't have the ability, and it's like they've said, it's like prep time to do, uh, start filming a scene is like five right. minutes and, to load and they the have, scene. The and they have everybody there, presumably, especially for, Ahsoka, yeah. you know, they've got Rosario was there. So maybe they filmed some stuff for her, you know, or they, you know, I mean, it's hard to say. I don't, I'm not going to pretend well, to know they, how they like do they, business there, but. They had Kenobi's robes there when she showed up. So I, it's like, I, I am completely on the side of saying it's quick. It's easy. It's dirty at this point in time. If they know with, and they know what they're doing. So it, it it was what they were saying is they there a group uh, like three of them can go in and do this whole thing and what was it because we they were talking about it on the the behind the scenes um making of the mandalorian where they had to do some reshoots and so they just said like two of them got it all set up they they were shooting the reshoots and were in and out before the the next filming and nobody was the wiser or something yeah yeah yeah, was that it? Yeah, something to that effect. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure. I'm sure news will be coming quicker or sooner rather than later. Um, you know, we also got our first look at something that we predicted way back when this was just the Broom Boys, <laughs> and we were talking about the Clone oh, Wars animated yes. series. And this is credit mm-hmm. to you, my friend, because you Fruition. were the one who called this way back when. The Bad Batch animated <laughs> series was announced not too long after Clone Wars ended, and we saw a trailer. And I mean, more, 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 more of that, because wow. Uh, 
It was really. It was adult. It was adult CGI. It was. Dude. It was not. Oh, and the 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 detail, the the resolute. Oh, everything was really cool. I they didn't give you a whole lot of information though on what's what has happened since Order sixty six. You get some of scenes where they almost seem like they're fighting the Empire. Some where they seem to be working with. So I think they're gonna we're gonna see. I mean, I think we're probably going to see that story of them breaking free. I feel like almost they they were like Rex. Yeah, I um, mean, I, I think they clearly, they either never got control chips or their control chips never took effect or were, were incompatible with their... Or remove maybe Echo removed maybe, them. Maybe, maybe he got his removed when he was all worked on by the, um, the tech... Techno uh, Union, the, the tech, yeah, the Techno Union. Maybe when they were doing that, they found his control chip, and in a way so to to remove programming, they removed it. Um, and so maybe Echo didn't turn, and he was so he was able and turned to, you know, help the. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Obviously, this is all one hundred percent speculation. But um, I, I, the. The trailer was really cool. Whole lot of freaking nice action. Um, showed just really how the animation style has grown up, and how the audience is is definitely intended to be more mature. I wouldn't say completely mature, maybe PG thirteen, but it's definitely not a kid's. Yeah, not it's not completely much. geared towards children, and that's for sure. Um, the next one was we got to see a little bit of a trailer for uh, Star Wars Andor, uh, mm. the the Cassian Andor series, uh, starring Diego Luna, obviously taking uh, taking on his or reprising his Rogue One role as Cassian Andor. Uh, pre A New Hope, because, you know, spoiler alert, if you saw Rogue One, and you better have, um, he died. He He died, because everybody died. (laughs) Everybody died. Um, So we're going to get to see him in action, um, obviously prior to uh, to the events of Rogue One, and maybe even leading up to the events of Rogue One at at some point or another. Um, I feel like it's a logical progression if you're going to do it. Do we know if it's going to be... Are they going to do more of a miniseries like they're doing with Obi-Wan? No, there's no no details about that. Um, Okay. But I I personally liked his character a lot, and I kind of liked the glimpse into the kind of the hidden guerrilla style assassination you know covert ops side of the the rebellion that you never really got to see before um so i'm i'm pumped to see this show um you know it's 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 not like i'm over the top over the moon excited for it in the way i am for obi-wan and ahsoka Mm -hmm. but you know i it's it's a hard time period of Star Wars. Well, and it's a time period we have, you know, there's we have a lot of detail about it and we've seen a lot of it. But 
I mean, Rogue One was great. It was outstanding. And, I mean, so... Didn't you say great war movies? Great Star Wars war Yes, movie. and so this is probably actually going to be a pretty violent show if I had to take a guess. Um, yeah, it's a, again, it's a very dark The the We're going to see Wars a more history. dirty very a more dark. dirty side of the, of the rebellion. And maybe... Well, they have to because I, I hate to say it without... It, very, very commonly, I've said this before to you, it, you know... Up until the point in time you get Luke or you get Ray, uh, the the good guy, the Republic, the Rebel, the Rebellion, they're losing or just barely hanging on in status quo. They're being they're hunt being hunted by a very successful empire. Um, so your Jedi are being hunted down by Darth Vader. Nobody has the balls to stand up to him. And those that do end up getting killed. Yeah, and I mean, so, and the rebellion is still acting. I mean, in secret as much as they possibly can. In secret, yep, and piecemeal, small covert factions. Yeah, like saw it's like not, Saw Guerrero's yeah. faction off doing his own thing, you know, and mm-hmm. and you know a loose command structure, but nobody nobody really super committed to a stand up fight as of as of yet. And so the whole covert yeah. ops side of it is probably the a big portion of the rebellion. And I mean, we saw Cassian in Rogue One. He could be absolutely ruthless at times. You saw him just straight up murder that informant on that planet at the beginning of the movie. I mean, just gunned him down. There was no hesitation. He was just he just straight up took him out. Cassian shot first. He just straight up took him out. So, I mean, you know, I'm I'm pumped. I like Diego Luna. I liked his portrayal of Cassian. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing this show. And I, I, it's not the biggest one on my list. And I mean, obviously, like you just already said, it's not yours either. I, I, I hope to be pleasantly surprised because I absolutely have zero expectations for the show. It's, it's. Not that it's I don't appreciate the Star Wars. It's just not one of the big ones on my list right now. I think you'll be. That doesn't mean I, I think won't you'll watch be it. Surprised. And I think you'll end up enjoying it. It might not be your favorite, I think and so it's too. probably you know. I mean, let's just face it. The Mandalorian it has established a pretty high bar for these other shows to 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 reach, and there's mm-hmm. no way Favreau <laughs> and Filoni yeah. can be involved in all of these projects. They just can't. That's too much for two guys. Nope. And you can see, we've got showrunners announced for some of these projects, you know, and Fabs and Filoni's names aren't attached. I think they're, they're going to definitely get a chance to try out multiple formulas, and they ha- they're going to have to be really careful about what stories they give directors um, and what stories they give um, producers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, from the storyboard people because it, if you don't have the story completely clear, you run into what the the um, sequel trilogy did, and you get all these competing directors' views of which way it should go and what should happen. I don't feel like the Mandalorian does that. I think Favreau writes it, and it's very clear the direction it's going to go, and then obviously screenwriters and everything crunch it down, and it gets edited, and then the the director gets it but they get a script that is is very linear to go by 
there's not i mean the the guys writing the shows are the guys producing the scripts and they have an entire story arc that for the entire season and for the entire story right of the and, and they now, they have a, a path a path from a to z locked and loaded and then you know this is how you get from a to b and b to c and c to d and all the way through that alphabet uh and if you're going to do all these shows, you better have all of those stories lined up in your universe so any overlaps in the shows are completely 100% accounted for and recognized. And that's what I think one of the things Mandalorian does so well is, while you might not get overlaps, say, in specifically movies or other shows you get overlap coming from the sense of char- recycled characters, Ahsokas and things like that. And their storylines have to match up with the storylines that were in Rebels and the storylines that were in Clone Wars. And all of those things have to hit the right points. And if you don't hit the right points of all of those, it doesn't mesh and it stands out and it's just it doesn't work at all. Yeah, and yeah. You know, that's what I feel like they didn't do in the sequels is is they didn't line up those points of where has it been, where is it going, and what's the ultimate arc, and and the Mandalorian I feel like does that, and so hopefully they do that for the ones coming. Sure, sure. And I I I think I success. think hopefully lessons were <laughs> from learned me. from the sequel trilogy, <laughs> and they will hopefully adhere to these lessons. So. But anyways, uh, we're, we're finally getting to the close to the end of the news segment here. Um, but let's just keep going. Uh, close. The Acolyte, a new Star Wars Ooh, series yeah. helmed by Russian doll creator Leslie Headland, set in the High Republic era, is coming to Disney+. Plus. It's a mystery series. It seems to be somewhat of a mystery, although we can get a little bit of a clue from the logo of, of the show. Uh, it obviously just says the acolyte, but it is the word acolyte has been kind of cloven in two by what appears to be a lightsaber. Um, mm-hmm. So, are we talking about an acolyte of the Jedi, or are we talking about a show about an acolyte of the Sith? That's the real question. Um, you know, right? or I know we're in the business of speculation. Can't even. I don't even know how to begin to speculate about this because part of me wants to be like, I, I, I mean, so we're set in the, in the, if we're doing the high Republic, we're set in an area where the Jedi are at the height of their power and the Sith are acting behind the scenes to mostly survive and stay out of notice of the Jedi. Um, and we, there's the pirate, the space Vikings, uh, the pirate Vikings, yeah, the space yeah. Vikings, the null or whatever they're called. I haven't. I think yeah, that book is out. I think that first High Republic book is out. I should yes, probably freaking read it. Um, I think that would probably be yeah, a good idea. So I you know, probably I should make the maybe same. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll download it here in the next few days and and get through it um, because they did announce the they did announce another book is coming. Um, Okay. But anyway, so, I mean, I'm very excited about The Acolyte, <laughs> even knowing nothing about it. The potential of what that show could be has me excited. Right. I I'm, I am curious and interested to see 
when exactly it takes place, whether it's a, towards the beginning of the High Republic, towards the end of the High Republic, and I I think also it's like uh, when you play KOTOR for the first time. And you go to Coruscant, right? Well, you uh, are you talking about you only you go to Coruscant in the MMO. You never go to Coruscant in, in the, the MMO in, the, in one. Oh, and that's two. right. You no. get a you, uh, which you get a cutscene of Coruscant in two, a brief one showing the surrender of the Exiles lightsaber to the Jedi Council, but that's all you get a Coruscant okay. in in the Kotor one and two. Uh, which one? No, it's uh, it's. Uh, God, what is it? Uh, uh, it's is it Alderaan? Where, where, which one is the one that you see? It's there's a planet that I that ultimately I remember, and I, I I don't remember which one it is now. I had follow, but I found it interesting because you saw it basically go from kind of it goes from being. A smaller like city to becoming a bigger city and then when you see it in the future it's a he like it, uh, the city is a huge i mean it's just giant giant oh dude i don't even that's not jogging any any bells um i don't remember yeah it's not it i mean it's a detail but we can let that detail slide for now Maybe I'm thinking of another game. You might be. You might be. I mean, you might have. You might have. Oh, you might have. In the in the mystic smoke, combined combined a bunch of details into one giant detail. It's right. It wouldn't be the first time. I've done it, dude. It I've done it with alcohol. I was at a concert and I heard a song that I really liked, and um, between the alcohol consumption, managed to blend like three different songs together. And uh, <laughs> I, I got in contact with the drummer of the guy who performed the songs. Um, who He lives in Bellingham, actually. Um, mm -hmm. And this was like, a, this is a major guy. This was, I was at a concert um, a long time ago that Taylor Swift opened. Taylor Swift was the opening act, okay? And then it and oh, then it was wow. Ronnie Millsap, and then the headliner was George Strait. But Ronnie Millsap sang a song I really liked, and I wanted to at that time download it on my iPod. Um, but I I didn't know what the song was called. And then you know after some investigating, and like I said, I got in contact with the drummer, and I gave him the lyrics that I remembered. He said, "Dude, you combined like four songs." And I was like, "Yeah, I was really drunk." But he goes, "I think this is the song you're talking about," and he was correct. Um, but anyways, it happens, dude. It happens. Um, it happens to me all so, the time. Uh, you know, some of the best stories come from five different stories mushed we, on. We one. already talked about Hayden Christensen returning as Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm -hmm. Here's my question in relation to that: Is James Earl Jones returning to voice him? Ooh, because I mean, I love James Earl Jones, but he's he's getting old. I, I haven't right. seen him in anything in a long time. And sadly, the questions that I kept seeing pop up after that was I was excited for it. I saw that Hayden no, Christensen. I'm very excited for it. I think Hayden I was Christensen, like, rightly, you know, he, he can't be held responsible for the cheesiness of the script of Attack of the Clones. But he did a, a really good job in 
most of the aspects of playing Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And considering the and amount of pressure he must have been feeling playing that character, um, you know, for him to to return to, to the Darth Vader role or to step into the Darth Vader role because he, he inhabited it very briefly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, good on him, and I'm excited to see what he does with it because he's not a bad actor. He's not a bad actor. No, no. I'm again. I'm really excited for. But it. Uh, uh, the the comments where everybody was like, "Is he gonna? Is he gonna actually learn to act this time?" And I was thinking to myself, I liked how he. I liked his portrayal of Anakin, especially in Revenge of the Sith. I thought he. I thought that that his fall and how twisted and tormented he was was just. I mean, was spot yeah, on. Yeah, and have you? I, I, maybe I'm remembering a different. No, film, no, you're I, not. You're not. And I mean, did you see Jumper? He was good in Jumper. Jumper yeah. was good. He was very good. Yeah, yeah, he um, was. So I, yeah. I don't know. I, I think he got a bad he rap, did. and he people did. are he remembering things completely did. incorrectly. I'm just, I'm like I said, I'm curious if James Earl Jones is going to do the voice for Vader. I know they could probably synthesize his voice with technology being what it is now, but um, I don't know. We'll see. It would be a neat announcement here in the next few weeks if they said, "Yeah, and James Earl Jones is going to do the Vader voice." Cool. Vader voice. Uh, so right? we're getting, we're we'll getting a droid story. A new project for Disney Plus, and it'll feature a new hero alongside of R2D2 and C3PO. So that might be more of a kid's show. But you know what? Yeah. All for it. More Star Wars is more Star Wars. Um, we're getting Lando, a new event mm-hmm. series. And event series is in quotation marks. So I'm not quite sure how to take. What is that? I have no idea. Right? No idea. And and we don't even hear if the Donald Glover is. Yeah, no, back no news on it. No D. news on actors. So it would be neat if they did both. So if they did like Lando telling stories and Donald, and then having and having both. a flashback show sort of thing, that would be cool. That would be really dope. That would be so fucking cool. And then Star, <laughs> I would really Star like Star Wars that. Visions. An anime anthology series coming to Disney Plus, and again, no idea what that entails, but probably stories from anywhere, any point in time. You know, and animation they can do a lot of things. Um, yeah, so, yeah. We'll see. It should be it should be good. I, I'm I'm curious about those ones. I'm not really. I mean, I'm not super. I, the Marvel stuff has my attention right now when it comes to some of these yeah, things. But, yeah, for sure. Um, if they did Lando like you were talking about with both, uh, do the and the the like with uh, Billy D. T- t- telling stories and with Donald Glover playing, you know, showing them through. Oh, dude, I would be that would have that would have my attention. Obi Wan has my attention. Um, I'm but my curiosity, it's. It's piqued my curiosity, yeah. like the what if, the Marvel what if. Series. Yeah, there. It's like we'll see what there, it's about. Even so, Disney Plus, even you know, just on that one platform, just on its own streaming service, is going to be putting out a lot of stuff to compete for our attention. And that's not even if you just factoring in Disney Plus, they're going to say this is our content. Come and look at it. And it's like, okay, that's a lot. What do I pick? Um, um, um. And then you throw in, <laughs> Where and then I you start? throw in Netflix and HBO and Amazon and Hulu and everything else. And oh, there's God. just a, there's a, we're going to be 
right? Full, and all the ones that are growing yeah, now. We're going to be full and happy of content. Um, so oh, they had, sure. this is the last bit of news for this. Um, mm-hmm. two, two discussions of movie projects, one of which you brought up already. Rogue Squadron, directed by Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins, uh, is apparently the next Star Wars movie. Uh, due out in December of 2023, so three years from now. Um, so now my question is, what version of Rogue Squadron are we going to be getting? Is this going to be a flashback to the Rebellion movie where we get a new actor Ooh. playing Wedge Antilles commanding Rogue Squadron? Um, are we getting a Rogue Squadron in the, the, the updated timeline? I don't know. Um, but you know, we right. if it's, it's we played question. the Rogue Squadron video games as teenagers, and it was in the Rebellion, and you were a member of Rogue Squadron alongside of Wedge. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. The Wedge actor, the original one, is still alive. He appeared in Rise of Skywalker. He's also uh, Ian McGregor's uncle. Um, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I did yeah not that know was that. I. That's I learned that. Cool. I mean, that was years ago that I learned that, but it's just one of those little random factoids bouncing around this dome of mine. Um, little little Jeopardy trivia sure. moments. But I mean, this is a clearly going to be a heavy space combat X-wing flying adventure movie. Pilot, pilot, pilot movie. movie. You know, Top Gun in space, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I'm all for I it, dude. Go for that. I'm my one of my favorite things about. Like Return of the Jedi is the massive space battle taking place outside of the Death Star. Um, we never got to right. see a it's... lot of dedicated time to that, and it's one of the reasons why Squadrons is really yes. cool because you get to have those space that space battle, and they do a great job of taking you, putting you in it. Obviously, for a video game, um, and can we take a moment, by the way, just on the side of things because. Uh, with everything that's that is going on, I saw some uh, official show uh, art. I could almost call it art. It all it looked more like uh, dolled up screen captures. Okay. Um, but my God, are they blurring the line of in video game graphics and? television because i i i have been getting beginning to look like at the mandalorian between the visual i mean the practical effects and and the um computer effects and it's getting to a point where the stuff that they really do with even specifically character like mando flying through the air like the jetpack scenes. That is done so perfectly physics with the Unreal Engines and things like that, that it's where they augment and amplify and they ultimately take the, the practical shots and improve them. It's so seamless now. That is, I'm just, I'm constantly in awe of what they're able to do and deliver with the show. Yeah, well, um, 
they they have a pretty large budget now on Mando, and I think that shows. Their, their special effects game is definitely way up from where it was from, from season one. Um, you know, but that stuff is... A, Develop the technology Exactly. That too, stuff is supposed to be better and easier as time goes on, as they learn and figure out what they can and can't do, and then how, hey, if we can't do this, how can we fix it to where we can? Yeah. Or how can we how can we do what we want to do with it? And once you figure out how to do what you want to do, um, you translate that to new shots and new ideas, and how can we utilize this technique in the future? Right, right. Um, so real quick, because, I mean, we obviously, that would be a great segue to The Mandalorian, but you touched on Star Wars Squadrons briefly, and I want to hop into that. Um, because oh, Squadrons yes. is the latest game or one of the latest games that got an xbox series x optimization package released and it came alongside of an update that added the b-wing and the tie defender into the game as well but let me just tell you what they did for the xbox series x is they made they made it so you can play that game at 120 frames per second Oh, uh huh. You want to talk about a like in one 60 frames per second still blows my mind, especially in 4K, but 4K 120 frames per second. Wow. The the smooth like the you can just track your whatever target you're attacking tracks so much easier now, especially if you're using the flight stick. Um it's smooth, dude. It's smooth as silk on a baby's butt, That's dude. Beautiful. It's amazing. That's it's beautiful. amazing. Um, so uh, once that game. if you have that game, so, yeah, and you get your hands on a Series X, you'll be able to experience that for yourself. Uh, I know X's are still hard to come by right now. It'll. Oh fuck! We're still we're hunting still here. Apparently, GameStop is is uh, the place to watch right now. Um, okay. that is, I, have I, been, I haven't but... been paying attention cause you know, I got mine. Ha ha ha. Um, right. <laughs> so, but apparently, yes, apparently GameStop is the place to watch. Um, we'll watch. So, that but yes, um, it'll, it will get better. It'll get better soon. It's supposed to be by April. It shouldn't even be a thing for you to walk in wherever you want to walk in and just pick one up off the shelf. So. Which is fine for me. I'm I'm a patient man. I'm not. I'm sometimes not. <laughs> um, because I will tell you with cyberpunk. Um, apparently, on the it's well. Worth apparently, it. the the optimization, the X optimization, isn't even out for that game yet. But apparently, cyberpunk is crushing the older generation systems. Like if you have a base Xbox One or PS4. Apparently, Cyberpunk uh -huh. is almost unplayable on those. Um, oh, and so you need at least a PS Pro or a Xbox uh, One X to be able to experience it on a previous generation. And then, yeah, even on a Series X, the, the graphics disparity between the Series X and the PC and the performance disparity is huge. Now, I'm sure that gap will close when the optimization comes out, but... It's a busy game. There's a lot going on. Um, so, yes, a little bit of patience 
definitely is not a not a bad thing. Um, and I got lucky getting mine. I really did. You know, I mean, it was on the Walmart website at the right time and hit the button and managed to get one in the cart and get get to check out. I got lucky and right. I'm and I'm oh, very grateful man. that I got lucky. And I'm very grateful that I have the system because the Destiny 2 update came out and now it's 4K mm-hmm. 60 frames per second on the Series X. And holy crap is that amazing, oh, wow. dude. Oh my god. It's like looking at a new game. It's like a new game. It's beautiful. I mean, it was beautiful before, but it's gorgeous now and silk smooth and just incredible. Um, I want to know what they're going to do. Are they, do you think they're going to do a uh, Red Dead? I don't know. I don't know. I would love, I would love to see them do a Series X update for Red Dead and bring, basically port the PC graphics over is essentially what it would be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. I would love to see it. The highest. I know they're doing it for The Witcher yeah. Three, and The Witcher Three is older than Red Dead Two. So, cross our fingers. That would be amazing. But would, here's the uh, thing, that... though: is Rockstar did come out and say that they're hard at work on Grand Theft Auto Six, and apparently, and they're also re they're also releasing the Red Dead Online as an independent. Yes. Well, game. but here's the thing: what they said about grand theft auto 6 is that they're taking their time but they they're saying with the new technology being what it is the graphics in grand theft 6 are basically going to be photorealistic oh wow okay so that makes me want to try the game uh yeah so i haven't in forever and i didn't and people like i freaking always see people on twitch and everywhere playing GTA yeah but 5. they're playing the online element and gt5 was fantastic um, I really, really, really liked it. Story-wise, it doesn't hold a candle to Red Dead 2. But it's okay. fun, and it's big, and yeah. and it's Grand Theft Auto. So it's it's, irre- it's irreverent, it's wild, um, it's wacky, it's <laughs> zany, it's violent. I mean... My favorite ones were still the top-down ones that I played all the way through 3, and then, yeah, and then 4 came out that was... I played four a little. Wasn't four or was three the one the first one where they didn't do top down that they did the was the well four Grand Theft Auto four was you played Nico in Liberty City and they did they went away from top down in like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas yeah um because actually San Andreas is the first one I ever played. Um, cause they, okay. I didn't have okay. the PlayStation. Well, okay. So I, and when I say, uh, that I like on the computer, they're obviously the original grand theft autos were just, you had a little guy and you'd just get in a car and then you'd see, you'd get as many stars as you could possibly get and run. Right. Right. <laughs> and I mean, there were other things obviously really to do, but it was more just, a steal fancy cars and then do tricks and then get chased by the cops there wasn't really a whole lot of right and then you know like they did Um, like the liberty city and vice city and whatever and started adding a storyline and that was when they went to basically doing a third person yeah yeah. um gta grand theft auto 3 i want to say was the last time that they did a top right right and then that didn't really have and then i think they did vice city 
There, there was a couple yeah, iterations then, of Grand Theft Auto in between three and San Andreas, and then, uh, and then San yeah, Andreas led to four. Up, I said, San okay. Andreas led to four. Um, although San Andreas was the last time where we had major, major Hollywood voices um, acting as characters in that game, because they they did go away from that starting with four. Because in three. You had like James Woods voicing a character, and you had Samuel L. Jackson voicing a character, and they don't really do that anymore, um, no, which was kind of unfortunate no. because but it, there's also a huge cast. Of but there is there is a massive cast now. of characters like Laszlo. Like you've, you, I'm sure you heard at one point or another in the last ten years. You know he had the Church of Laszlo show, um, you know on the radio and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But um, but anyway, yeah. So. We'll, we'll bust away from video games, you know, because we still have a whole episode of Mando to talk about. Of them. Oh, so man. this episode, um, season two, episode seven, chapter 15, The Believer. A um, little bit of mystery involved in that title because I don't know if it's referencing Mayfield or if it's referencing Mando. Um, because it could be applied to either one because this, this episode, yes, it was kind of a, more of a war movie, secret mission infiltration sort of deal. Um, but you saw a huge amount of growth. There was a lot of that I think has been absent in and Din Djarin's Well, story. and I mean, and you saw there. It was this one was really character focused in the moments, mm-hmm. in the moments where it was especially needed. It was highly character focused, and then you know when it was pew pew shoot 'em up time, that was also pew pew shoot 'em up time. <sighs> yeah, there, there was not there wasn't downtime. No, really. um, um, I think definitely. Some my favorite one my favorite one liner was delivered, um, and you mentioned it in our texts uh, um, in this episode thus far this entire season, um, and we'll get to that in a second. But let's see, uh, they, where do we we start with uh, in the they um, Mayfield yeah, they go they, in the they scrapyard go, yeah to a scrapyard full and he's he's tearing apart Tie Fighters. Um, as part mm-hmm. of his penance for his crimes in episode or in season one, um, and Cara Dune uh, gets him released, and you know he's concerned about it. He's like, "What in the hell is going on?" And his uh, security droid is telling him what to do over <laughs> and over and over. And he's like, "But what? Never what's going on?" Yeah, but and the droid is this. Room. But what if I don't do this and I go back to where the droid brings up the shock? Yeah. So that was. You have five seconds to comply. Yeah, that was good. That was good stuff. Um, and then we get a return to, um, we get a return to the planet from episode four of season one. Well, hold on. This is where he, she takes him back to the ship, and you see Boba come out, and he's oh yeah, a, I forgot. Take I forgot back, about step that. back, and he's like, "Oh, I thought you were I somebody you else." Were somebody. And Boba's armor is looking brand new. Oh, it's so pain, so yeah. pretty. And then, uh, and then Mando makes his appearance after Boba makes his appearance in Mayfield. You see him 
you see him dip and drop a little bit and he you know he explains hey we need you to your ex-imperial we need you to help us do this and you know and Kara mm -hmm. when Mayfield's kind of resisting Kara's like they have his kid which um and Mayfield's like the little green guy and he's like yeah uh, you know it's not just Mando who Mando clearly thinks of Grogu as his like that's his adopted son and everybody else is starting yeah. to recognize that too like Grogu isn't just a mission to Mando he's he's they're a clan of two you know that's that's his family you know, and, and yeah, and, and I, the armorer really stated that, and it's, it's really coming clear that the, I mean, it's like the she's the signet, the mudhorn, yeah, yeah. Um, they're a clan of two, didn't she even say she did a clan say of two that? At she that said, You're time? a clan of two, and you know, kind of in response when, when Mando was like, You want me to search the galaxy for a group of enemy sorcerers to deliver the kid to like he was incredulous when he was asking her and her response was this is the way and that was like that snapped him to it he's like oh you're right this is my duty this is my responsibility mm -hmm. he's a foundling like i was a foundling so i need to mm -hmm. do for him what was done for me and she goes you guys until your mission's completed you're a clan of two so that's his family and it's everybody is recognizing that at this point and especially when that was all it took to get Kara convinced to help him in the previous episode was the kid was taken my kid was taken um mm -hmm. and yeah you you definitely are seeing a growth um and this again this this episode was a huge amount about that character growth um but yeah then they go back to the what was it um, Morag. Morag, yeah. which yeah, had that's been where there that's where he found Kara, wasn't it? In episode four of season one, where they you know they took down the the it may have the been the ATST really may have been. I wouldn't be shocked. I think that was that show. I think that was that planet. I never did go back and double check because I'm kind of had a, a task saturated weekend. Um, Right, yeah, but no, maybe no, I will. That's, that's I'll dip. All right. I'll, I'll yeah, we can dip in and look and confirm or deny next week, um, before dissecting what I think is the season finale. Although, yeah, this is. I mean, this is a whole other topic. But next week's episode better be super long, or we better brace ourselves for a possible year of huh. not having the story completely wrapped up. Um, because it's clear that Gideon, right. Gideon's not going anywhere for a while, and well, I don't know. Or and we'll get. We'll I don't, get there. dude. I uh, don't we'll, think Gideon's we'll going anywhere for a while. Um, but anyways, so they they go to Morag, uh, right? Because there's an Imperial remnant base there, and they need to access a terminal to get Gideon's location. And so and they go. So... They go to the planet, and they they come up with their plan. Um, they need to get somebody inside the base, and Kara's like, one of them has to be, Mayfield, yeah, and one of them obviously. has to be Mayfield, and... and he's not going in alone. So it's got to be either Mando, Boba, Kara, or um, Ming Na Wen's character's name is escaping me at the moment. Um, Fennec, Fennec, yes, and Fennec's like. ISB's after me. 
they've got a bounty out on me. Kara is like, they definitely have shit on me because I was uh, in the rebellion. I was Republic. And then Boba Fett and... delivers <laughs> the most Fett's amazing the shit ever. Show. You go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. I think they'll recognize my they face. They might recognize my face, which to me, there's still clones out there. There's probably not many, but there are still clones out there. They might yep. recognize yep. my and face. God, I hope they come back to that. And, and Mando would be like, why would they recognize your face? <laughs> I hope they come back to that, right. dude. Oh, that would just be awesome. And that's... Do you? But it, do you want to admit at that point in time? I mean, at Boba, how this is where you kind of put your head down and you have to admit it's like, wait, all of the troopers were the clones were modeled after the same model of you. How is it you can hit what you're aiming at and they can't? Well, I mean, but we talked about that the other week. Remember when we were noticing that certain like they were starting to encounter stormtroopers mm-hmm. who were be like reg- regularly landing hits on mando i'm wondering if those mm-hmm. are clones that we're Ooh. seeing and like that's the difference is the ones who aren't good shots <laughs> are conscripts or you know people who volunteered to be stormtroopers or whatever and then the ones that can is what's left of the clones are, are the old school clones you know who are <clears throat> were men to hit where they were aiming, and they had, they did have a higher hit to miss ratio, uh, ratio than than. The yeah, because we have we have in the last troopers. three or four episodes have started to see stormtroopers who are fairly highly effective as soldiers, you know, with mm-hmm. good tactics and with you know and accurate shooting. I mean, they're not killing anybody because of the best car and all that, but. I mean, they're they're scoring hits, whereas you know traditionally the stormtroopers would miss. But maybe you would know, miss. but it, <laughs> maybe that's just a growth in the show yeah, too. So they uh, <laughs> Mando realizes it's got to be him, and so they uh, devise a plan to capture a juggernaut transport, which I believe we have seen those in the Clone Wars before, and. In video games, they looked. Yeah, familiar. I know. I think look, we saw. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure we saw one, or or multiple in um, Fallen Order in the video game. I think we saw one, and I know we've seen them on the Clone Wars uh, cartoon. So another another neat little hey guys, you recognize this little Easter, Easter egg, egg thing? Uh, Kara takes uh, takes out the command crew of one of them, and. Uh, Mando and Mayfield don the armor, and he and Mando changes out of his. He ta- he changes his helmet, swaps yep, it takes out. off the Beskar and puts on an Imperial uh, transport trooper uniform. I guess right. Which I didn't think too much about this until Mayfield had his little bit in the cockpit. Um, no, yeah. actually, remind me, remind me. Um, well, okay, so they, they take off and they start driving, and you get the uh, car dune verifies that it they've taken the, the juggernaut. And so you hear her send Boba off on his run, because he's going to come in and basically res- rescue them 
or pull do he is extraction. Yes, yes. he's he's um, the he's the helicopter pilot waiting just over the ridge for mission accomplished. Come pick us up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so as they're driving, Mando and Mayfield have a bit of well, okay. Mayfield has a bit of conversation with a generally silent Mando. Um, and so, but he's like, and he's said he looks at him and he's like, ah, so you got how how's it feel to have that helmet on you know it's like it's the helmet right because or wait is it the helmet can you not take out your helmet or can we not see your face or you can't not show our face because that's an important distinction it's i mean which one is it it's like because when you first when we first met it was you couldn't take off your helmet now it's you can't show your face it's funny how the line moves when we're put in certain situations. Well, and I think that might be some reference to the title of The Believer. And I think we saw some <laughs> some pushing on that belief uh, from Bo-Katan and her, her sect, her group of Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and from Boba as well, probably. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, what does it mean to be a Mandalorian? It, you know, and what is it's like your beliefs? What do your beliefs truly mean to you? And uh, you know, our beliefs are only important up until we have to sacrifice them for something more. Well, right, because you know, and that that brings the question up: is Amando's uh, directive is to get the kid to where he belongs. So is that his top directive? Is that like his, this is my number one priority? And is, if taking the helmet off is necessary to, requ- to accomplish that, does that mean that he can't be considered a Mandalorian anymore? Like it, it creates a, a, a very blurry line, which, um, I mean, frankly, we see him cross. After yeah. after and, their transport, and, you know, they we have a an, a little chase scene where we're hearing chaos over the radio of transports being attacked, and they they just get swarmed by pirates, and uh, we see and some. You see him go to use his blocks and everything that you've traditionally seen Mando use, and the armor's just shattering. well. And we see another interesting thing too that I can't recall another <laughs> time of seeing it where his blaster ran out of ammo. Yes, I I cannot remember yes. another time where a blaster ran out of ammo. Nope, I don't can't tell you that I've seen one either. And it was, it was I think an intentional moment in to recognize, and it was almost a bit of comedy. Yeah, and, I mean, in the middle of everything, to say yes, we recognize that our blasters and our things never run out of ammo, and they just get to keep shooting as much as they want to. And they clearly ammo. have magazines, or or a power mm-hmm. source, or whatever you want to call them. I mean, but there are recognizable as a gun guy. What I would recognize as a magazine yeah. on a on a rifle or a pistol. A lot of the Star Wars weapons clearly have them, from hand solos to uh stormtroopers there's there's clearly the old republic Republic, video game playing the sniper the sniper class absolutely so yeah on the in the empire side yeah you have so there is there you know he runs out of ammo you know and is just getting swarmed and swarmed and swarmed by these pilots but then finally 
uh, and they're trying to just blow up the transports. They're not trying to take them, but they're they're hauling some sort of volatile ore, and so they can't drive very fast because that destabilizes it. Um, and these guys are trying to plant thermal detonators. And just when you think Mando's fought the fought his way clear of them, like a herd, like ten of these fucking things are chasing them, and it's like gee. straight up and suicide, dude. They all arm the thermal. De- I mean, four or five on each of these skips, yeah. and they and all like, arm. How the thermal many of detonators. these guys are there? But then, uh, paratie fighters come swooping in to to save the day, and they are hailed as heroes for delivering their shipment of. And Mayfield looks at looks over at Dinjar and he's like. I bet you've never been so happy to see some Imperial soldiers. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and it, she was right. I, I had never been so happy to see a pair of a TIE fighters and, ever. You know, and also, not just the TIE fighters, but we're seeing our standard white-clad stormtroopers, and we're seeing stormtroopers mm-hmm. in greenish-colored armor. You know that I think we saw something similar in Rogue One during the... Like a jungle, like a jungle trooper, trooper on the trooper. on the Scarif, I think was the name of the planet where they got the Death Star plans transmitted, um, yeah. or they they captured them and then transmitted them. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. we got a we got a, a different, actually a pretty good variety look at uh, at the Imperials. You know, a little in. Well, even the the transport troopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the difference of their their gray shadowed their gray kind of uh, carbon kind of armor. Yeah, yeah, and the you know and the helmets were massive, massive yeah. helmets. Um, but so you know Mayfield, you know, is like, well, hey, if we need a computer terminal, there's probably one in the. He said officers' lounge, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go to step into the officers' lounge. And Mayfield has his helmet fun off at this point. Bit of, and he rec- fun little Easter egg. Fun right? little Easter egg. At yeah, he recognizes one of the Imperial officers. He recognizes. <laughs> uh, I can't remember his rank, but his name was Hess. 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 Yes, Hess. Mm-hmm. Um, and is like I served under him. He might recognize me. I can't. I can't go to the computer terminal because it needs a facial scan. Um. And then here's where we see, do they abandon the mission or does Mando do what he has to do? And we see him make that choice. And for the second time in the series, we see Pedro Pascal's face. Um, he takes off his fucking takes helmet, off his to, helmet do the facial to do scan. the facial scan, to interact with the terminal and do the scan. Now... Here's the thing with the scan. Shouldn't the scan it be yeah, the thing about the scan is how did it recognize him as an imperial soldier? Um I mean maybe it didn't. Maybe maybe it needs a facial scan just maybe droids aren't allowed to access that terminal and so to make sure it's not a droid they have they do or maybe it's for record keeping. Maybe it's like okay this this is the person's face that that looked at it, you know, and then they, you know, if it turns out, I don't know, dude, I don't know. They check it against any wanted posters, and as long as it's not, che- it doesn't come up, right? You know, or posters, or if that data good. comes back to them, where it's like something terrible happened with that, they have, uh, you know, they have an investigation route to follow. You know, they have a, a starting point. I don't know. They didn't explain it, um, but you know, the bottom line is, you know, Mando 
for a long time. For a very long time. Like, almost the rest of the episode, he is helmetless. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Hess comes over and, you know, starts chatting with them. Um, you know, and is like, what's your designation? And man, Mando has no answer. He doesn't know what an, an Imperial designation would be, but Mayfield steps in and is like, I'm TK, whatever. And this is TK, blah, blah. You need to speak up. He's deaf, you know, from an explosion or whatever. And Hess is like, you, you guys, you're the ones that brought in the juggernaut, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then he, he invites them to have a drink with them. Don't forget, he calls, he says, and what's your name? Uh, his name's Brown Eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is a, a fun little thing because that's also the first time that Mayfield's ever seen the Mandalorian's face. And he calls him out. He's like, he picks a, he picks a feature on the Mandalorian's yep. face. One that I would say not a lot of people actually notice about people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you think about it, it's like ask yourself, you know, top five people that you are know and are friends with, ask what color their eyes are. Yeah. And I bet you're going to be yeah, guessing. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Dude, I forget what color my eyes are because, you know, I don't I don't spend a lot of time looking at myself in the mirror. Um, you know, I'm there, I'm there to shave real quick and whatever and get out the door. I'm not staring at my face. Um, <laughs> anyway, so brown, brown eyes. eyes. Brown eyes. So they they go and get a drink, and uh, you know Mayfield and Hess are kind of swapping stories, and Hess makes a reference to Operation Cinder, and the first time mm-hmm. you and I heard the words Operation Cinder was in a video game. A long time ago, dude. We were talking about Palpatine and Darth Vader and. Back to some of the original, like some of the first few Broom Boys. Battle, because we were wondering two. The oh, you know when it was specifically when Rise of Skywalker came out. I dude, I I wish and I could, then the novelization I wish came I could out. Say I remembered, but the my first reference to Operation Cinder is Battlefront Two because that's literally the plot of the game. Is mm-hmm. executing battle. That was when too. you went back and you played that mission. Well, no, I mean you play Luke in a mission, but as the when you're playing as the Imperials, you're executing Operation mm-hmm. Cinder, because it's basically it's okay, basically yeah. Palpatine's contingency plan that the Empire does not outlive him. He doesn't want the Empire outliving him, and so his his thing is okay. You're going to basically tear the Empire apart. And destroy basically the weak. Take out the weak links. And then, you know, whatever is left, blah, blah, blah. So it's Imperials killing Imperials is what Operation Cinder is. What it boils down to is Imperials wiping out other Imperials. And Mayfield clearly has some post-traumatic stress from Operation Cinder. Because when it's brought up, his demeanor changes. Oh, and he starts questioning, like, it wasn't worth it? Yeah. Was it worth it? We killed so many of our loyal people. Why? Why? And meanwhile, Mando is sitting there, helmetless, you know, just being Pedro Pascal, being handsome, just sitting there. Um, Looking like a devilish... Well, I mean, my my first familiarity with... 
Pedro Pascal's Game of Thrones, where he played Oberyn Martell, who absolutely was a devilish rogue and a badass warrior um, with a spear, by the way, which I'm wondering if that's why they brought the Beskar spear in, if that's a little nod to his Oberyn Martell character, because uh, I don't know how much of his own stunt work he did, but it looked like he did a lot of it for the fight scenes. He knows how to use a spear, um, at least movie-wise, so... I'm wondering if that's yeah. a. I'm wondering if that's a little Game of Thrones reference that they threw in there. You know, we're gonna call it a Game of Thrones Easter egg. Yeah, you know, I don't we'll know if Pedro Pascal's on Twitter, but there's a part of me that wants to tweet him and be like, "Hey, did they use the spear because you played Oberyn Martell?" Um, yeah, he Oberyn Martell died a pretty horrible death, but he fought a pretty excellent battle. Um, before he screwed up and got cocky. Um. <laughs> so basically, he fought this guy called the Mountain, who's played by half-bore Julius uh, Bjornsson, who is a uh-huh. massive, massive human being and champion powerlifter. He's like seven foot tall, like four hundred pounds of solid muscle, and and they Giant were they were man. fighting a duel, um, a trial by combat. So Oberyn was. Uh, the champion of the accused and the mountain was the champion of the crown, basically the, of the people who did the accusing and Oberyn had the mountain basically dead, wounded severely on the ground with a spear in his belly. But in the history of game of Thrones, the mountain did horrible shit to the Martell family and Oberyn before he killed the mountain, wanted the mountain to confess his crimes. And then he bent down too close and the mountain got a hold of him and, crushed his skull with his bare hands um horribly gruesome horribly (laughs) gruesome and if you've seen game of thrones you know the episode you've seen it if you've read the books you you knew it was coming long before it was on tv but anyways um mayfield is having growing more and more agitated the longer this conversation with hess goes on and eventually decides to end the conversation with a blaster shot straight up han solos him just zaps him and, you know, that's when our other heroes kick into high gear to, to cover the escape of, of Mando and Mayfield. <laughs> and they, they take out the... They clear the, can, they, they clear the officers' Yeah, lounge. they clear the... Mando and Mayfield are blasting their way to freedom and go out a window. Uh, Kara and Fennec... Hold on. This is the moment you see Mayfield, actually. He grabs... Uh, Man, the Mando's helmet and hands it to him and says, I didn't see Yeah, anything. I never saw your face. Yeah, no. Um, definitely a massive redemption arc for Mayfield in here, where you went from, I mean, it's Bill Burr, so you kind of automatically want to like him anyways, but he was an asshole <laughs> in that first season episode. A complete asshole. And so you, you were, when he got you know locked in that prison cell and whatever, you were like, yeah, fuck you. But now you sympathize with him. Now you like him. And now you're seeing him be a decent person. Um, but they're, they're in a massive gun battle trying to fight their way free. They're being chased by stormtroopers. They get out onto a ledge and start working their way towards a ladder to get up to the roof so Boba can come in and pick them up. Um, Kara and Fennec are clear the, the, the anti-aircraft guns so Boba can actually get there. Dude, they kick some But they're ass. also picking off stormtroopers left and right, helping them get up to the roof. Like, and um, 
Oh, it was a good fucking action scene. That was probably one of my favorite action scenes. It was awesome. Scenes, it was actually. really, really excellent. This whole, this whole episode was like one of my favorite action episodes. Yeah. So. Um, on par with the, the, what is it, the troop transport chase. Yes, yes. That troop transport chase was excellent. Um, on par... Cara Dune. On par <laughs> with the, um, you know, the, the battle... On the well, maybe not on par with the battle on Navarro where IG 11 comes riding in to, oh, to save God. the day. And you know, we had the big battle in the square, but you know, that was a good fight. That was your that right there was one of the but best maybe maybe the bits. battle on the planet originally, you know, where they fought the 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 gang with the ATST and whatever, but great action scene. But we see. You know, we see them eventually get to Slave One and, you know, make their make good their escape, but not before former Imperial sharpshooter Mayfield asks for a sniper rifle. And despite the, the number of stormtroopers that they took out along the way, he, he wants he goes for the finishing blow and with one shot from a sniper rifle hits something that triggers he, he uh it was the juggernaut it was the the whatever the, the, ore, the ore yeah 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 they yeah, were yeah, mining yeah. that one of the bays was open of one of the juggernauts like the, it looked like the the transport they drove in and left out the kind of in the front it had that bay that right the, right because the pirates the, the pirates, pirates had ripped, had ripped open, open to put a thermal detonator on yeah and I think he shot that shot. He did. That I, day and dude, shot I watched. I watched and... the episode at five a.m. my time, the day it came out, because <laughs> the internet spoils episodes for me, and so I'm Everything. tired. And I'm going to do the same thing next week, except I feel like I'm going to have to get up even earlier because I think it's going to be a long episode. Because um, this one was only like I, I this one was so. only like thirty eight minutes. I was expecting it to yeah, be longer. And, you know, I mean, when you want to compare it to episode seven of season one. Episode seven of season one, we saw them making their way to the to Navarro, you know, with with grief, and it was Kara and Quill was still there, and you know we got introduced to Gideon kind of, and we saw them get trapped in the cantina, and we saw Quill get killed, and Yoda taken by or Baby Yoda, uh, Grogu taken by the the scout troopers. Like we saw quite a bit. Uh, of setup for episode eight in episode seven of last season. And, you know, other than them getting the location for Gideon, you know, we didn't get as much episode for, or much setup, I'm sorry, for the final episode, except for what you called uh, Star Wars's taken moment. Uh, Oh but, yeah. Well, first, don't forget about first. You get the Mayfield scene where Kara comes out and it's like I saw you know it's, they're talking and he's like, "All right, I'm ready to go back. Take me back. Put the cuffs on me, Marshall." And Kara's like, "You know that was a hell of a shot you made back there." He's like, "Yeah. Well, I had some things to get off my chest." And she's like, "Well, you know, Mando, I guess it's it it sucks that uh, Mayfield died back yeah. there." And you see him get almost a little bit Too worried he, because yeah, she's he, like, he's like, going to off me? Is she going to shoot me? Too bad he died in that explosion. And, um... And, wait, I can go? They, they, you mean I can... 
I'm going to leave. If you're saying I can go, I'm going to go. They turn him loose. And apparently she lists him as as dead in the in the Republic database. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping he'd stick around with him. Uh, you know, I don't think it's the last we're going to see in Mayfield. No, no, it's probably not. I hope it's not. I least. mean, he could end up being one of the Rangers of the New Republic. Because clearly he's you know, got it no would love be... for the Empire funny it would be funny if bill burr ended up as a regular on a star wars show because wasn't he didn't he say he'd never take a be he he thought it was star wars roles were ridiculous i mean he wasn't he he was against taking a star wars role before the Mandalorian, and something happened with the Mandalorian that he's like, ah, you know, I'll, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I if, think this would be a funny thing if I took if the he, role, and it if would be he good. sat down with Favreau, and they had an they had a, a chat about, hey, you know, I don't know, you know, Bill, whatever your whatever your conceptions are about Star Wars, but this is what we're doing, and this is what we want you to do with it. I mean, maybe that's enough mm-hmm. for Bill. Um, Maybe it was, and whatever they did to get him was worth it. <laughs> well yes, worth absolutely. it. absolutely, absolutely. One of my favorite. Characters. So now, but a lot of them are my favorites. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, one billion. Per- there isn't a character on the Mandalorian I can point to and say I don't want to see that character again. I mean, Frog Lady. I can go right. without ever seeing Frog Lady, but main characters, uh, repeating characters. Yeah. You know, there's none of them that I can point to and be like, no, let's let's just not do that anymore. I, uh, let's not do them. Yeah, right. It's like any you should give me any even the marshal. Yeah, cop. It. It's like cop yeah, there's, there's I mean, we can yeah. give us more, more of everything. Um, yep. Um, but the taking take moment, moment. The you take and you moment. you made this connection for me. I didn't make the connection watching it, but you made it, and I think I think it was. Uh, a worthy connection so you you go ahead and do the honors and and close out the the recap with your well you you get the, all of a sudden you got moff gideon and then that same the gal that has been playing his his number yeah, one yeah like she seems like she's um, the second in command to him or whatever yeah um she comes up and says there's a message for you i think you need to hear it and he's like put it on the Put it on the, or the screen or holocast or whatever. And she's like, so she brings it up. And it's the Mandalorian. He's like, you have something of mine that's very important. And I don't think you understand how important it is. And I'm coming to get it. And you're not going to like me. It's, it's I don't know the exact, exactly what he said. But it was like this moment of saying... You have something, and you don't understand what you took and how important it was to me. And I'm coming, and I'm coming to get it back. Yeah, like, you fucked up, and you don't even know how bad you fucked up. And here's just a little bit of a hint for me telling you how bad you fucked up and how bad you don't want me coming for you. And Gideon looks scared. Mm-hmm. Or intimidated, and then at he, least. And then Mando, yeah, and Mando ends it up by... You don't understand how important he is to me. And which is a huge change from obviously, or a huge re- revelation as far as how Mandalorian really truly feels about Grogu. Yeah. Um, 
So, but that's, um, that's but it was that's, like this. That's where, that's where the episode ended. Was after his, his ultimatum. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> it was like it was like that moment in Taken where Liam Neeson calls up the the drug dealer, the the leader, the cartel guy, and says, "I'm coming for you. I have a very specific set of skills that makes me <laughs> very dangerous." Yeah, and I mean, and he like he said, "Hey, you have my daughter. If you let her go, I'll drop this. But if you don't." I'm going to find you and kill you. He, I mean, and then the guy was like, he, what mm-hmm. else? But, uh, yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was that. And, I, you know, maybe it, this is, and it's like I said to you, it was like the taken moment. And maybe it was just, it's a huge nod in some ways to Liam Neeson as well. Um, because. It's very. I mean, in the Star Wars world, the situation is much the same as the Taken. So, <laughs> I like to pretend it's a nod to uh, Liam Neeson. Hey, I'll head. I'll roll um, with it. I'll roll with it. Absolutely. Um, because it was yeah right. It was like it, I don't know what I, I felt like it was completely just like I felt like I was watching Taken. Yeah. In that sense, just and Star then Wars version. Maybe next week we'll see full on. You know. Um, We'll we'll see Mando go full John Wick on these on these right. Oh God! I mean, I'm assuming I haven't heard anything to contradict that the season concludes with the with its eighth episode. So next week, oh next week is probably the last episode. But I mean, maybe there's more. Um, No, they did. They did. They did. They put out all the episode names. They They did. They put out all the episode names. So okay. So. What well, you know, we'll see. We'll see what it brings, but and still really we, cool. But we, yeah, Gideon was definitely, I think, shook by we it. No, I mean, but um, we know what what okay. Giancarlo said about how many dark sabers mm. he broke during the filming. So, which means we're in for a huge fight scene here in the in this last one. Beskar um, on lightsaber, and yep. Um, what I would like to, I mean, what I what I don't want to end the episode without mentioning is I think part of what you also got from Gideon being a little oh shit is the Mandalorian shouldn't be contacting yeah him that's that either. is exactly a, another very well he know which means he knows where he, I am it's this moment where because I'm pretty sure you can't contact and, and send a message to another ship unless you know specifically where that ship and probably is. have the codes or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was this moment to say, "Oh shit, he has information that he shouldn't and how have, he, and I don't know and how, how did he, he get it." Yeah, and how much does he have? And so yeah, I thought I think it was really such an awesome because he was it was like that one commander was saying to to uh, Bo-Katan, you you're never gonna be able to find him, you don't know you know he's hiding nobody knows where he is blah 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 and then cyanides himself. yeah or you know um, or I'll never tell you because you know you know you think what you'll do to me is what you can do to me is bad what he can do to me is worse or whatever like. The punishment mm-hmm. for me betraying yeah. him is is going to be worse than anything you can do to me. 
So it says a lot if if that that kind of oh shit fear moment was in Gideon's eyes because he also knows how competent I'm sure the Mandalorian is at killing people. Yes, I think he's very well aware of what he what kind of foe he is um, potentially facing, and then you know Gideon, as we learned, isn't in. Um, massive imperial capital ship he is in Mm. an imperial light cruiser and i made this connection with you um because playing squadrons you know we got the i got the update so i hopped into squadrons because i wanted to see what the x series update did and i noticed that the cruisers that you fight against in the um space battle mode was the cruiser that gideon was on it's the same class and so I did a Google search, mm-hmm. and Gideon is commanding a light cruiser, an Arquitens class light command cruiser. So it's not a combat ship, or not strictly a combat ship. It's armed. It's got guns, but it's not meant to be a front line. Uh, it's not like a straight up. It's not a star destroyer. With... It's not meant to be. It's if it's yeah. a command ship, it means hey, whoever's in charge of it's meant to be in the back. It's in the back, issuing, issuing orders. orders, controlling the flow of battle. It's not a safe from the yes, front line. Yes, it's not a ship of the line or whatever. So he isn't exactly rocking, you know, the most powerful piece of hardware. Um, not saying he doesn't have access. To, to that the hardware. dark troopers they are they're good hardware though on the board but yeah it's like as far as it goes defense and attack capabilities of the ship they're not the strongest yeah and i probably not a massive contingent of tie fighters to contend with mm-hmm. um so infiltration is going to be an easier task well, i'm curious as to then. how they're going to even infiltrate because are they just going to fly slave one in and and land um Cut a hole in the hole and on the board. I they don't go. know. I don't know. I feel like Slave One has, you know, it's like that back oh, part is like, dude, it's like a suction cup. Speaking and of Slave One, oh. the the Sonic Mines from Sonic Attack Mine. of the Clones How and it, the same sound effect and everything. Fucking beautiful. And the fact that, oh my God, the fact that what I am increasingly obviously loving about Boba and Django before him is. Everything has a weapon where you're not going to expect them to pull a weapon, but there's a weapon everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't expecting... I totally forgot about the Sonic Vine. And so when they started opening it, I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot it. It's like... And then I just realized it's like, but when doesn't Boba have a weapon available anywhere? I mean, it's he's got freaking guns in his knees, rockets in his knees. Yeah, dude, I, that was cool, and a, a lot of people <laughs> loved that, especially the sound because they used the same sound effect. Because that was an amazing sound effect. Because mm-hmm. where everything goes quiet for just a second, and then you just get And if you if you've got yeah. a good sound system hooked up to your to your viewing apparatus, then you can really appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, people people were going crazy for that for the Sonic Mines uh, making their return. Right, oh. but 
well, I mean, we we're almost at the end of the season two journey. Um, we don't. We obviously um, can I? Well, hold. Let me hang on real quick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we don't know. We won't know for another week where we're going to land and what the what the landscape is going to look like until we see next week's episode. Um, I'm excited and nervous all in one. Um, I think we're getting closer to being, being able to say uh, it with the Ahsoka show coming, if they're doing Thrawn, um, Ezra Bridger is going to be likely wrapped into that story, which means the chances of Ezra or some of those Jedi being the ones that answered the call that Grogu sent out are getting slimmer now. Um, we're seeing it, which means we have, I, this is the catch dependent if they attach, I mean, if they choose to attach Mara to Thrawn, then Ahsoka really seems more a place that we might see her. However, if they make Mara potentially free of Thrawn at this point in time and having been redeemed by Luke then or whatever the storyline is we may see amara well or katarn or but we're not or even a young luke we were talking about this young luke probably seems to be but i don't think we're going to find out the jedi that comes to that uh, that is going to be coming to help grogu until season three well here's I, I just here's don't. the thing jamie lee curtis is still a mystery that we haven't seen yet so I'm starting to tweak my theory to where we're maybe we're not going to see this flashback where she's playing Jocasta new and that she's just going to be playing some Jedi and she's going to be the one coming. And maybe, maybe that will be how this season ends is this final shot of maybe her showing up on Tython to the seeing stone and like, you know, she, we won't get a name. We'll just see her briefly. And right. Like, okay. Well, so Jamie Lee Curtis is a Jedi hunting for, for Grogu. Um, then the only catch about that is then she's going to be coming. Yeah. Back. She will be back in season three, presumably, presumably. So I'm uh, that, which I, I'm not going to say no. I just don't know Jamie Lee Curtis. If she, if they can get her to do a, uh, a series-based show, because that's the other part is it's like, how do you do that moment with Grogu? I don't know. Um, are we going to get a Jedi that stays with them? Are we going to get a Jedi that tells Mando, no, you got to be the one? I don't know how to teach force things. I mean, well, the the other know, possibility for Jamie Lee Curtis is that we're assuming that Gideon is the man in charge. Maybe Jamie Lee Curtis is an imperial that's above Gideon. I'm still on. You know me. I'm still on my Grogu was talking to Obi Wan Force Ghost, and we're gonna you know the the Jedi is going to be of Obi Wan Force Ghost choosing. I mean, well, we know he's got a direct line to Luke. And, you know, if he doesn't, then maybe it was Yoda he was talking to, because that would also make sense. Same species. And then we know we know right. Yoda can reach out and get a hold of Luke whenever he wants. So I don't. My only thing is Mara would be the best for the fallen 
line if they continue if they maintain her story the fallen and redemption and grogu flirting with the dark side like he yeah. is i feel like she would be the best teacher mara would be a very strong choice um and i think probably other than My other favorite. than maybe a young luke skywalker probably the most popular choice um at least to those of us who know who she is but yeah, J- the the Jamie Lee Curtis question still hanging in the air does make me a little nervous that we might be mm-hmm. setting ourselves up for disappointment. But again, what do we say week in and week out when we express concern? In Fabs and Filoni, we trust. In Fabs and Filoni, so, we trust. Whatever they're going to do is more than likely going to more than satisfy us, especially given that we have a year long wait for the next season. So. Oh. You say that in every time, I know, and dude, like it's my knots and. But oh. but we have two seasons of the Mandalorian that we can watch whenever we want, and and we're gonna have, have WandaVision, WandaVision. We're gonna have the yes, Winter and Soldier. And we've got a ton of other stuff. talking a ton Winter of other Soldier. stuff. I mean, yeah, lots of stuff. But so Star Wars light, a bad batch, but very Star Wars light, except for the bad batch. Um, we're not gonna get anything uh-huh. Star Wars related, other than the bad batch. I think until next Christmas. But it is what so. it is, you know? Right? Hey, lots of time to speculate. We'll see what they do. Because uh, as far as I know, too, here at the end of the year, isn't uh, Carolyn Kennedy's contract coming Kathy. up? And so there's going to be that. Kathy I don't know. I don't me. know. But she, based on what I saw of her at the Jeez. investor meeting, she still seems to be firmly implanted. But she also seems to maybe be taking... Um, it also seems like maybe Fabs and Filoni and these other people who are working on Star Wars, it seems like maybe they've meshed a little bit because all the directions that we're seeing from Lucasfilms are all positive. So, you know, maybe right? maybe so she there's took a something maybe she took finally. a step back and is like, hey, uh, I I'm not going to be guiding this alone. I I obviously you guys are doing something right, and I should maybe. Listen, maybe the power struggle that we were feeling that we that was driving. I know me nuts. You heard I because I couldn't stop talking about it. Yeah, obviously. and it was it was a legitimate um, news story from multiple outlets for for a significant amount of time. There it wasn't baseless. That, no, it, that power struggle and that power struggle. It was evident and and the production. Of uh, the the quality of show uh, and the it, just the production value of each of their their offerings, and it's when you saw how I hate to say how poorly the the tr- the sequel trilogy came out, um, and how well the Mandalorian series in, in it came out in rebuttal against it. Both of them were set prior to the i mean after the fall of um the emperor and uh return of the jedi so you we're we're talking post um skywalker kind of anyway and both of these stories or post i mean post emperor technically i guess you could say in some ways uh but you know what i mean And the Mandalorian was successful telling the story in that time period where the sequel trilogy was not. Yes. yes. Um, 
I don't know. It seems like whatever whatever perceived issues may or may not have been there seem to be gone. Chapnik. They seem to be gone because or Chapek. <clears throat> Chapek, I bet you he's freaking smoothed a huge amount of Oh, the, the new the, the new Disney CEO yeah. possibly. Possibly maybe maybe he it's a big change that is the big change that has happened since all of that infighting was 100% going on. correct sir 100% correct but it does seem to be gone star wars seems to be firmly heading in a a, a proper uh, proper is probably not the right word but seems to be headed in a in a hey this is its trajectory and you know and they're bringing in they're grabbing some major talent i mean granted i haven't seen wonder woman 84 yet but Patty Jenkins is a hell of a director. Um, mm-hmm. You know, put Wonder Woman aside, you know, that she directed Monster uh, with Charlize Theron back in the day. And that is mm-hmm. a movie. Um, Patty Jenkins is an amazing talent. And they're, they're scooping her up. You know, we've got the, the Russian doll creator. They're grabbing talent. And that's, you know, we already have Taika Waititi. We already have Favreau and Filoni. And Bryce and all they're they're getting the right talent brought in for this, and you know if if this is the direction that Star Wars keeps heading and and you know Kathy is providing the leadership she needs to provide and then getting out of the way when she needs to get out of the way then she doesn't in my opinion need to go anywhere doesn't need she to doesn't need aside. to go anywhere no, she, she she's the formula is yes. working and that's the thing is. You know, as that's all I've ever wanted. If the formula is working, does she, as a leader, say like, "Well, I need to, I need to add my flavors to this formula," or does, or does she be like, "Why it's not broken? Why am I messing with it?" And I think, I think we're seeing that second one. She's, she's realizing that hey, independent of of whatever I am or am not doing, you know, where where this formula is sitting right now is working. And it doesn't need to be messed with. This dynamic doesn't need to 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 have my anything extra or anything less. We're 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 sitting in a great spot. And no offense to JJ, no offense to JJ at all, but I feel like Filoni and Favreau have a better grasp on the universe and this the little bit that they've done to feel out with the Mandalorian. If they were to make and do the sequel trilogy now, I feel like they would have had a better grasp on the universe and the direction that they needed or should have gone with it than than trying to rush it like they did and go with that trilogy first. But I think that was part of the, the the failures of that trilogy may have just was what was needed to push them and spur them to do the Clone Wars season seven, because they're like, okay, well we need to get this. I mean, we just spent all the money on the freaking park. We need to get, make sure that we, the, that star Wars is something that doesn't putter out. Thanks to these. And so, and we had that huge, like collapse of all the movies. I mean, like Boba and all the, all of those different things that we were supposed to be getting now you know were dropped they fell away and all the complete restructure all this other stuff while they tried to find something that worked rather than just kind of focus on finding what worked 
before they started just trying to force what worked. Well, okay. That's what I felt like the sequels Right, were. okay. Well, here, here, here's my... I'm going to make this a two-minute take on the sequels real quick. Uh-huh. Is Force Awakens. You know, J.J., he, he made a good movie. Was it A New Hope Part Deux? Sure. Sure. Let's go with that. But it set up a story and left it in a really good place. Ryan Johnson came along and dropped the ball. Hardcore. By wanting to make his vision of Star Wars, which I guess in part is what a director is supposed to do. But Bryce Dallas Howard said it best where it's not about my Star Wars, it's about everybody's Star Wars. And Ryan Johnson just made his Star Wars. This is what I want to mm-hmm. see. This is what I want to do. Okay, fine. But that put this is where I want. But that take put it. the screws to absolutely everything, because he went out of his way to contradict seventy five percent of what JJ established, and then mm-hmm. made his movie. It was what it was. Good moments, yes. Bad moments, yes. Uh, unnecessary moments, yes. And then. You know, when Colin Trevorrow exited the third movie, you know, J.J. was brought in to what can you do with where where you're now currently sitting? And I, well, and then you had you had uh, Carrie Fisher had passed and Carrie away, Fisher and passed so... away. And instead of Ryan Johnson being the, the ballsy one to take on, how do we deal with this? You know, we got J.J. doing He's... what he could do, which, you know. In in one part, he did good with what sure, he had to sure. do. Sure, sure. I mean, on on I, well, I, I really but on one that. hand, it's like okay, if 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 Ryan had chosen to kill Leia, there's a part of me that wonders if we wouldn't have gotten that awesome scene. If so, if Leia was killed in the second one, would we have gotten that awesome Han Solo scene in Rise of Skywalker, which is one of the best parts of the movie? I love I love that scene. Right. That's an um, that is a wonderful scene. Ben's redemption scene. I I hear right. It's like what if we yeah, what what have we got? And that you're you're but right. Would you're we, absolutely but right. would we have needed that scene had Ryan you know what I'm saying? Ryan Ryan put Had he not killed Luke? Ryan put Star Wars in a rough spot. I mean, if you love the last Jedi, the fact or, that he killed yes, Luke, I know, dude. Don't get me started. But uh, anyway, he, he put he put Star Wars in a rough spot, and he gave that director an impossible task because he chose to dodge the Carrie Fisher issue, the care, and then do what he did with killing Luke and and making Snoke nothing and the whole nine yards. And the and parents, the parents oh, you, your parents were he, the nothing third, and you are the nothing. The third director and... had a nearly impossible task and J.J. stuck the landing as best as he could. Could he have made a better movie yeah. out of what he had? Maybe, but not much. If I think if they had followed his... I, I, he had an arc and I think that what he was originally planning to do all three movies. Well, they should have had and... one guy do all three movies. That seems to me right? like if you're going to do a trilogy, and we've said this before, but have a vision for the whole trilogy 
and then do it. They were probably worried about uh, Lucas's curse of um, second movies going by the, going poorly, and so they changed up the well, director, what? thinking this is going to change but, it. And I say that because if you think about it, like the, clones, the prequels, it's only Attack of the Clones. No, because Empire. Oh come on, Temple of Doom. I mean, is uh, uh, but, uh, but Temple of Doom? Yeah, it's not everybody's. It's not. Cup it's of not tea. everybody's it's, cup it's of the tea. Of the, but it, okay, it's not. It's. It was the weakest of the indies up until sure. It was the it Crystal was the, Skull it came out. It was the out. weakest of the indies, I guess, up until Crystal Skull came out. But you're still talking about a really good movie. Yeah, I liked and, it. I, and I, I, Empire. But as a kid, and Empire. So it's Attack of the Clones, really, that if you want to talk a curse, it's all stemming from Attack of the Clones. True. And but, you know, it's like they needed they needed to have the balls to give it all to just one director. I agree with that. I, I would have preferred it. And I I truly feel like feel like they should have waited to put those movies out and gone with the series or the smaller productions until they found the director that understood the universe like Lucas did or like you know find a Filoni Filoni obviously understood it why they didn't even tap him for those doesn't make any he sense he was busy with the Clone Wars to be honest with you probably did you really think he wouldn't have said okay I will give my time I mean dude you, as much as he loves it he's he only has so much time he only he, I mean literally you you but the Clone Wars wasn't going on at that time. They were they were paused in hiatus. When the first, when the tri- trilogy came out, they got they got canceled by Disney. Uh dude, I don't. I they Disney didn't bring them back until the failing of the the sequel trilogies. They were like, oh, we're gonna finish the, we're gonna give you the final season now, because they needed something to go right for Star Wars. So they went back to what was going right for Star Wars, and that was Filoni and the Clone Wars, and that went Mandalorian Fav. Um, so it's sort of like I just am looking at it, saying they needed to be more patient to find Maybe. the stable of directors to do it. And but hey, we are where we are, and we got the Mandalorian and everything, and the future of it. Out, I mean, without stumbles we wouldn't be where we are right now. And we have a whole lot that's coming that I'm really excited for. So, you know, stumbles are part of it. Maybe the stumbles helped us. I mean, the stumbles had to have helped us get here, right? I mean, I hope so. But, uh, you know, this is this is how episodes get to be three and a half hours, magically, is we, we decide to start <laughs> about the sequel trilogy again. Um, again. <laughs> Uh, I think just the direction of everything, and I, I'm just really inspired, and we, I just guess I wish it would have translated, but it's only because what's coming is so exciting. Yes, yes, 100% super exciting. Um, but I am 1 trillion percent out of things to say for this episode. Uh, why don't you go ahead and take us home with your final thoughts there, Mr. Guy? Well, my final thoughts, 
and uh, of this is if you take a bar of soap and you whittle it into a pony, you have a pony made of soap. Yeah, yeah, and you know, um, I I actually I bought a bar of soap today made with Budweiser beer, and it smells really good. So I would have I would have Ooh, a, that would be a really Budweiser nice. beer smelling pony soap horse. <laughs> so of course. So, hey. Other than that, I don't know. I really don't have anything. Uh, I I just can't wait to see where it goes. I can't wait till next Friday to find out just how season two is going to end, and hopefully it leaves us in a place that we're feeling satiated, and the like a year long wait for the next Mando is not going to be too yeah, long. Yeah, well, you'll um you'll get a sneak preview from my texts. Because I I have been I've been like been been priming you a little bit when you wake up to my because I'm watching it first thing in the morning because you know the internet you well, got it you actually because of Kevin Smith because of the whole Ahsoka thing wave episodes <laughs> ago I'm like I ain't waiting no more fuck it fuck it I'm doing it well then I'll find out first thing and then you guys you'll hear our thoughts soon after so until next week I'm Guy I'm Buddy. And we are the Broom Boys, and thus, we have spoken. <laughs>